halfway through season two, Pete. Oh, well, come come the end of we made it. We're halfway come the end there. of this episode. We'll be halfway through season two. Wow, it's been a bit of a weird one this year. I think we've 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 kind of shot ourselves in the foot of it with shooting, um, with with recording even either really niche episodes or really off-brand episodes. What do you mean by by niche? And well, off-brand, off-brand I guess maybe the Super Bowl episode. Whilst I love doing it, the, the, there was there was <laughs> oh, there was no mention of us ever being sports fans all last year it was all nerdy st- pretty much no. nerdy stuff that we were doing with the exception of maybe um girl with a dragon tattoo um yeah which was a proper real person book. yeah and then there was um 50 shades of gray which was a proper por- real horny, horny book, book. Yeah. which i thought i thought was a really <laughs> funny episode and it's not getting the uh it's not getting the attention it, it requires you should if you should, if you've not listened to our Fifty Shades of Grey episode, you should absolutely do it. It's very funny. I talk about pubes Lots. loads. It's just just top quality. He says the word pubes in that episode almost as many times as there are pubes in the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. Almost. almost. Which is which is really <laughs> saying something because pube city. There's a ton There's of pubes. There's a ton of pubes. I know. But this this week we're doing um, only the second time we've done it where. I had never seen any version of it before we went in. First time being Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I'd never seen that. I'd okay. never read it. Yeah, well, this this is the first time that I went in dry. <laughs> the first time you raw-dogged um, it. I'd, <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of seen everything or experienced everything somehow uh, before this episode because I'd never seen Karate Kid 84 or Karate Kid 2010. I have not either. Until now. But now we both have. And I have to say... Well, actually, first of all, should we get, should we do the theme tune? I can't think of what to do for this theme tune. Counting. Don't ask me to do anyone's accent because it'll be borderline <laughs> racist. I was considering learning Japanese, one, two, three, four, so I could count in like that. But shall, shall I do a quick uh, Google Translate? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Have the, the Google woman say it. Uh, okay. Uh, one, two, three, four in Japanese. What did you have for tea, Dan? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Why not? Because that's shit bants. <laughs> uh, oh my god, this is too mad. Right, here we go. You ready? I'm born ready. Okay. 1234. There we go. Multicultural podcast. What an amazing what an amazing intro that was. I hope that was right because Google Translate might have just really done us over there. I don't think I've ever read anything on the internet that isn't true, so I'm pretty certain that is That's a good point. Spot on. Nor have I. Mm. <laughs> so this week, <laughs> the Japanese is not for no reason. We're doing Karate Kid. We are doing the original nineteen eighty four. Um, Karate Kid movie compared with the 2010 remake Karate Kid which is there was a 26 year gap I need to stop saying that this is the longest gap that we've ever done (laughs) because I think roughly 25 years seems to be the standard of (laughs) of when films are remade really quarter of a century is that when when well well, I said I said it for Watchmen I said it for 
um, Killing Joke, the last episode. Mm. And then I've also, I, I wrote down next to it, oh, that's quite a long time, but it's obviously not, because it... <laughs> if anything, it's quite a normal time yeah. when it comes to adaptations. Like, maybe the, maybe 25 years is like, all the cultures change now, so the film will be different if we remake it. Yeah. That is maybe. the only uh, logic I can come up to. But, um, yeah, so the original one was directed by John G. Alvidson, had a budget of $8 million, which with inflation would be... Did I have about forty million, something like that. Do you reckon? I think it roughly, no. I think it roughly doubles every every ten years. Does it? Yeah. But the the remake directed by Harold Zwart, which is a great surname, um, was forty million budget and made three hundred and fifty nine million. How much did it make? Three hundred and fifty nine point one million dollars. And the original, the original one made 130, but again, adjusted for inflation. I don't know which one's better. I imagine, yeah. I imagine the original one is because you would get people being quite protective over the, um, of the original one. Yeah, uh, the store I'm just on an inflation calculator right now. Eight eight million dollars from 1984 uh, is is 20 million dollars now. Really, that can't be right. Yeah. Twenty million. One hundred and forty-one thousand fifty-eight dollars. Okay. Well, half the budget then, to... I guess. Yeah. I suppose there's there were fewer. They're all kid actors, aren't they? And there's no there's no there were no huge stars in the original, and it was all shot in California, not in China. Yeah, they didn't have to. Yeah, fly everyone. Fly there. everyone over. Although it was a joint production, you know, between uh, the U.S., China, and Hong Kong. Really? Yeah. So Did the, not know. I don't know where they were approached, and they were like, "We want to make a remake." Like, okay, but you make it over here. Like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but the story for both of them is credited to uh, Robert Mark Carmen, who is like in his seventies now and retired, but he still produces wine. Really? Yeah, he has a vineyard. <laughs> it, actually, oh, that's it, actually, cool. it actually says that. I'd love his... to retire and get a vineyard. It says it on his. I was checking before on his Wikipedia page. It says. Um, Carmen uh, now produces wine on his vineyard, and I was like, "Oh, you reeled me in with that one." I thought was, I thought he was going to come in with some kind of like I don't know, like uh, what's what's it called when you like a consultant, like a production consultant for movies. But yeah. no, he's just completely started a wine business. So he he wrote the story for both. Yeah, well, he wrote the script for the first one, but he didn't write the okay. script for the second one. But they credited him with a story credit because it's the same story. Yeah, which yeah. I which I do not remember that being the case. I'd never seen I'd never seen the first one, but I had seen mm-hmm. maybe the first hour of the original a while ago, like it was just on TV. Sorry, of the remake, like a while ago, like it was just on TV. Yeah. Um, and I just assumed <laughs> blindly, I don't know why I was assuming I hadn't, <laughs> hadn't seen the first one, that it would, because it was in China and all the, I knew that the sensei was not called Mr. Miyagi in it. Yeah. You so know what, I, I felt... Yeah, I felt similar. So I I watched uh, Karate Kid 1984, and then did a little bit of Wikipedia searching afterwards. Just, um, just about the 2010 remake, and yeah, yeah, I thought that it would be different because yeah, it's not it's not Daniel Larusso. It's Dre. What's his surname? Is it Dre Parker? Parker. Yeah. It's Dre Parker. It's not Mr. Miyagi. It's Mr. Han. It's in China, like different characters, different setting. I did assume that there would be more. 
It is a weird one. I thought it because we've never more done structural differences, but there really aren't. No, not really, because we've never done a remake before, and I thought this would be a good episode to start on. And mm. in in my mind, I was like, it's going to be quite a general episode. There's not going to be a lot of direct comparisons, but there is a counterpart for every character and narrative event. And yeah, setting in, in both the, in both films. There's the odds. It's twenty minutes longer. Yeah, uh, Karate Kid twenty ten. But I attribute that to, let me just find her name. I attribute that to Mei Ying's side story, because okay. Ali doesn't get a side story. No. In eighty four, Mei Ling Mei Ying gets a bit of a side story in this one because she's. Uh, I, I put it list. down more to um, the extra scene you get, which we'll talk about later, where he takes him on. Mister Han takes Dre on like a field trip to the Dragon Well. Yeah, which you obviously couldn't do in the American one. That was a cool addition, and also I think the final scene in the tournament, especially the fight between Dre and Cheng, is much longer than the one between um, Johnny and Daniel Larusso. Yeah, I think, I think as well as well as just the the May the May May yet uh, what's her name? Sorry, May yet Ying May Ying, as well as her side story, and then yeah, the Dragon Well, uh, which I think was just another montage in. 84. I think maybe like every scene that happens is maybe like a little bit longer. Like it lingers on Dre's face maybe two, five seconds longer. And yeah. if every scene and every shot does that, then by the end you're going to add up crew a lot of time at yeah. the end. It's um, way more yeah. um, cinematic, the remake. Like the, the, the cinematography, all the shots of the landscapes and all of the kind of like wild chase scenes like when Dre Parker becomes Dre Parkour and jumps over all of those <laughs> um, rooftops and when stuff. When did you think of that joke? <laughs> I, I have got it written down. I, I thought of it at the time. Um, but yeah, he, that, that's really well shot. That's like an action film. It's like a chase scene with cars but with humans and then you've got all of like the yeah. awesome landscapes and all the fights and stuff are dead well shot so that's going to that's gonna tag time onto it as well because you can't just rush in a yeah. shot like that because it needs to look boss. The choreography was pretty decent, uh, and yeah, the, there was some lovely establishing shots of of like rural China and then in Beijing, um, the actual city. Yeah, which I'm not certain how many of them you get in in '84, but yeah, I couldn't really remember any. The most kind of cinematic shots I saw in the original one were right at the start where. Um, the moving montage where he's moving from yeah, where his mum and, uh, and Daniel are moving from Jersey to to California. Yeah, and they've got like like this helicopter shots, isn't there? Yeah, them, them driving down the freeway. But there wasn't there cool. wasn't much kind of like completely out there apart from that. Overall, I've got like the '84 version has that very kind of obviously '80s feel, mm. um, but it's not cheesy. I don't think. No, that's what I was expecting it to be. Because I was nervous about watching it because people hold for these films so close to the heart. And I was like, there's going to be so much nostalgia tied up in it that I wasn't around to appreciate any nostalgia that it's going to give me. Yeah. So I feel like it's not going to hold up. But it's one of those really watchable films that just kind of, it comes on and you're like, oh, I've never seen this. And you end up watching it and it's really good. But it's not in, a, not in an ironic way. Like It just still is a very good film. Yeah, I, I felt exactly the same going in not seen it when I was a kid had no no emotional strings attached to it or anything and I thought I, I, I wasn't overly jazzed by doing this episode because I've not seen it before I didn't think I was going to particularly enjoy things it's very close minded of you Pete but 
it, it would have been closed minded <laughs> if when we were doing the the talk about what we were doing for season two, I'd have gone, no, we are not doing Karate Kid. That doesn't um, excite me. <laughs> but um, honestly, ten minutes into this film, ten minutes into 1984, Karate Kid, I was fucking hooked. Like, yeah. it was so cool. Like, it's very 80s, so 80s, and it's so stylish in that it's 80s. I don't know how stylish it was It was considered at the time. Um, I think, we're, I think what, it 30 probably... years removed now. 40, 30 years removed now. Yeah. So it's... That, that style has become synonymous with 80s films. And I don't know if it was intended at the time, but it's just so stylish and so cool. I, I, and I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I know. 84. It probably got me, made me a fan. Which mm. same with the dragon a girl with the dragon tattoo as well is like I went into that thinking oh this was well known at the time I'm sure it's a good book and I've not got round to reading the other books yet but I'm going to because it's made me a fan of the franchise which is an amazing side effect of doing this podcast it's made me uh, a member of more fandoms which I don't think I needed because I don't have enough yeah, no. <laughs> I don't have enough time as it is to fit everything in but yeah I know. It but felt, yeah, it, I think by comparison, because I think the original, the original was quite, not in a bad way, it was quite JP. It felt like it was, okay, let's go on an adventure to learn karate mm-hmm. um, to to beat the bullies. It was very established that was the journey he was going to go on. Yeah. And it played with the edges of that being a little bit comedic, although not going over the edge. The remake is way more intense. It's so serious, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, like Mr. Hahn is just so... Um, sad. There's ob- there's yeah. ob- there's obviously something um, sitting on his chest. Just like make there's a reason why he's sad. Like yeah. like Miyagi, you find out it's the same thing that made Mister Han sad. But Miyagi just seems like this cheery um, Japanese guy who's like who wears Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, he has fancy and, shirts. Yeah, looks in a big house. His house. Yeah, and then it's more I, it's more of a, a jar when you find out what's happened to uh, his family later in the film. Spoilers. I I thought that yeah again spoilers. Um, so what happens between Miyagi and Mr. Han is that well, their families die, basically. Their yeah. families die. But like you said, in the 2010, um, Han's responsible for it. Han is directly responsible for his family dying. And so he is just this complete and utter well of sadness, as you would be. Yeah. Um, whereas Mr. Miyagi, as much as he is equally sad he was removed from their death was was he on active service mm-hmm. during the war or something and they 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 died at the at a relocation camp or something for japanese americans is that what it was yeah it was something like something that like yeah that, no, anyway. and he, he wasn't he wasn't there he wasn't like responsible. mr han was yeah and as as much as that's still sad it it, it would create it it explains why mr han is much more dour until near the end when Dre goes to see uh, Mei Ying at her house and he, he's got all yes. the Chinese written down and at the very end he goes, rock and roll. <laughs> I, I love like, That's that. fucking cool. I laughed cool. out loud at that bit. Yeah. There were two moments that I laughed out loud at in 2010. It was such a sincere moment. I'll tell you the second one in a minute. It was such, it was such a sincere uh, moment of him, of him kind of stumbling through some Chinese that Mr. Han's given yeah. to him so we can kind of win back Mei. Um and then he goes. The dad's like, "Okay, you know, she promised that she'd be at your tournament, so she'd be there. We'll be there." And then the door just shuts. You expect it to cut scene, and then it's just uh, Jackie Chan standing there going, "Rock and roll." <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's great. 
Yeah, like What's I said, that was one of two moments that uh, made me laugh out loud. And the, the other one was where um, Dre goes to Han's house for the first time and Dre's dead excited. He's dead pumped up because he's going to learn Kung Fu um, from from Jackie Chan. I mean, who wouldn't? He's he's talking about all the, like, why he's so good. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm fast. And I, I, can, I did gymnastics and I did some capoeira. And then he's like, watch. He makes him put his hand out flat and then like twist it round but really deliberately and he goes see I could break you I could break your wrist but I'm choosing not to <laughs> that really made me laugh out there loud there was something else in that scene that made me laugh where he kept saying it he goes yeah I'm going to kick his ass and he goes if you don't help me kick his ass he's going to kick my ass and um, Mr Han just really deadpan goes stop saying ass <laughs> and then Dre goes <laughs> stop saying and then ass. Dre goes to say it again later and he goes he's going to kick my and he looks at him and he goes but <laughs> he <changes his> face <laughs> yeah so it does have funny moments in it, I guess. It should. It doesn't have the same. It's 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 more grey. It is, and it, it. I don't know if it. I think it's just like a city filter that films just put yeah. on. That films just put on, like Beijing, just look really grey. And I know there's loads of smog and stuff mm-hmm. in the city of Beijing, but surely it's not that grey. Like it. It. Whereas you look at 1984, and it, obviously it's in California. Yeah. Uh, but it's California in the winter um, but it's still so sunny and it's so bright and whenever you're outside there's loads of whites and loads of oranges and loads of yellows and loads of blues um, and then 2010 the cinematography is very grey grey and light blue very green yeah. light blue until they go out of the city um, and then you do get the nice vibrant green hills yeah the green hills of China for 8 minutes <laughs> for 8 minutes of the film and then back to grey Back to Greg. Shall we? Shall we dive in to the the play by play? Yeah. First point I Head have. First. The first point I have is that in the opening scene where they're moving, so Dre's moving from Detroit to China. Yeah. And his. It took me a while to realise that because they don't tell you straight away, and I was like, "Is that a Detroit Lions yeah. top?" And I put in my notes, "Moves from Detroit?" Question mark. That I'm still not deleted. Because you do actually, you do find yeah. out later. You do have to do a bit of detective work to find out. Um, but his counterpart Daniel is moving from Jersey, New Jersey, to California. The only, um, other than the locations, obviously, um, Dre um, has that kind of tropey kind of thing that they use in movies to show. You know, he's marked how tall he is at certain ages on the wall because they're, they're leaving that house behind. And and one yeah. of them's labelled uh, when Dad died. When Dad died, that's one of mine. I was like, "Why the fuck is that there?" Other than to succinctly tell us yeah, that his dad's dead. Yeah, but do you dead. do you do you find out about Daniel's dad? I don't think I don't no. think it's even mentioned. I don't mentioned, think so anyway. It? No, it's just not mentioned. He's not moved with his mum. I don't feel it's important that we know that his dad died. Like it doesn't play any role in the rest of the film. You could argue that Miyagi and Han are father figures, but I don't think they are. I think they're closer to grandfather figures. And father figures. I think Miyagi, um, yes. I think you don't need to know that I his dad's Han dead. Is more of a father figure. You don't need to know that his dad's dead. But you still don't need to know that. Dad's I think. Dead I think you. I think you do work. because it kind of just shows more how. Because I think the sense of isolation that Dre has is more exaggerated than what Daniel has. Because Daniel's moving to California, yes, where he doesn't know anyone. But you know, he at least still speaks English, and it's still American culture. And it's just a matter of getting to know people. Whereas Dre, everyone there speaks Chinese. He hasn't learned to speak, his own fault, but he hasn't learned how to speak Chinese. 
Um, and the fact that his his mum, Dre's mum, has taken him so far away um, because it's just, you know, where, where she can go to get work because she needs to support them more now that the dad yeah. is dead. It shows the more um, desperate attempt she makes to keep them together. She has to move to China and it just makes it seem more um, dramatic. It's more it's more wrenching for Dre because he, he has to leave like his country, let alone just his, his state. Mm. Yeah, that's just what I think. I I get that. I I get that. Yeah, and I, I'm not dispute. I, I I won't dispute that. I think he Dre is much more of a fish out of water than uh, Dan is. Dan does say at a point uh, near the the beginning of the film. I can't remember specifically who he's talking to, um, but he does say that he doesn't understand the rules of California. It might be to his. It might be to his mom when that because there's there's parallel yeah. scenes of where. Dre tells his mum, uh, like, what's wrong? Oh, we moved to China. Uh, Dan tells his mum, what's wrong? Oh, we moved to we moved to California. Or we left Jersey or whatever yeah. he says. Um, and he says he doesn't understand the rules, which is, is fair. New Jersey and California, even though they're part of the same continent, they are polar opposite ends. The of, planet. Not polar opposite ends. <laughs> but they're, they're east and west opposite ends yeah. of that continent. Just because they speak English doesn't mean that anything yeah. about it is the same. But yes, uh, Dre, Dre moving to China is more dramatic. He's also younger. Yeah. He's 12. Whereas Dan sort of strikes me as somewhere between I think 15 he turn, and 18. He turns 16 in the film, doesn't he? Because he gets his licence and then Miyagi gives him the car. Is that yeah. is, is that what it is? Is that Yeah, because he... So he turns 16, yeah. is that when he can get his licence? Which I don't, I don't understand. Cool. If any of our so American he's... listeners can uh, can clear this up for me, I don't know the rules of when you can drive in America. I assume from this... Because he just gets it. Yeah. He just gets a licence. He just goes to like, get oh, a yeah, licence and he goes, I'm going to get in a car and drive. Is that allowed? I have to have about 25 driving lessons <laughs> and then pass two different tests, <laughs> a theory and a practical test, I mean, to be able to drive. Maybe it's changed since And I had to pay for the privilege. And you have to be 17. And you have to be 17. Whole year older. But yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, Dre gets a nicer ride. He gets a nice taxi and a plane. And Daniel has to go in a really broken down car. Which is, the, it wasn't one of my favourite scenes at, at the beginning, but the, the setup for the car breaking down for later on paid off. Amazing. Yeah, when he picks her up for the date. Because uh, the car breaks down, he has to get up and he has to push it. And yeah, the date, we'll get to it and I'll say it again, but that date had me fucking howling <laughs> when when uh, Dan's mum just looks at him and he's like, and she's like, get out. Dan's like, for fuck's sake, like right outside the rich girl's house. And they have to push the car. It was amazing. Before I forget, Loved before I so forget, much. we'll might bring it back up again at the date, but the, going into that date made me laugh because um, Daniel goes up to the door to introduce themselves to, to the parents and, and the parents are like oh where, where are you from Daniel and he says I can't remember the name of the, the area but it's like the poor part of town and they're like ooh dead snooty they don't want to like hanging out with him yeah um, whereas Dre's par- Dre's uh, May's parents don't want Dre around because he nearly made her miss the uh, violin audition so same result even though reasons. it was supposed to be a day later and she only found out yeah it wasn't wasn't his was fault at all that day literally like 20 minutes yeah. before it was dad texted her as- as Daniel her. is about to go on like, oh, his yeah, date with her. what's her name in the Karate Kid in the Ali Ali uh, when Daniel and Ali are meant to go on the date and they're like oh so what are you two doing tonight and she goes I don't know golf and stuff and then the place is literally <laughs> it cuts to a sign saying golf and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I loved that <laughs> I thought that was really funny yeah it was amazing like it's it's it is such a funny film but it's not over the top funny yeah 
It's it's like it's like it's like Back yeah. to the Future levels of 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 funny. Yes. It, yeah, I think it's a yeah. They're comparable films in terms of tone, style, almost. Yeah. They have funny bits, but they're not necessarily yeah, comedies. They have they have a story. They have and a they've strong. Got, they've got a main character with game. Yeah. Well, does Marty have game? He, he, Marty's got like accidental game. With yeah, but with his mum. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's why it's like accidental. accidental, completely undesired game. He's playing his mum and his girlfriend off one another. He's that. In fact, isn't um, isn't Ali and Marty's girlfriend? Aren't they played by the same actress? And Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. It, it's Aren't a, uh, Ali and it's Jennifer the Elizabeth same actress? Shue in Karate Kid. Elizabeth. The so Jennifer actress changed, didn't she? Between. Yeah, she's she's back. Yeah, yeah. So she's the one it changes to. She's in Back to the Future too. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. She just can't resist uh, anyone with a slight amount of game. She. Ha- oh fucking hell! She's Madeline Stillwell in the Boys as well. I didn't she's know that. Not. But looking at her, yeah, she is looking at her uh, picture. Jesus, on, on it is. Yeah, I can I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never put that together. No. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's bizarre, because in, cause in, like, in, like, Cobra Kai, Daniel looks the same, but a bit older. Elizabeth, that doesn't look like, oh, shit. Is Elizabeth Shue in Cobra Kai? She has, well, I'm only, like, three episodes in, so she's not appeared yet. Okay. Daniel isn't married to her, he's, okay. got, he's got his own wife, I don't know if she's going to come back at some point, but... She's busy with okay. the boys. No, she's not. <laughs> Well, she well she she's in last season, just not as actually her. There was that trans- <laughs> Elizabeth Shue was there. Madeline Stillwell was not. Yes, there we go. Compromise. <laughs> um, next next point I have is that in both versions there is a that kid who meets him when he goes into his apartment. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. like it's kind of like a hollow invitation of friendship because in both of them they go oh yeah come down to it's either the beach or the basketball court in in you know the other yeah. two different versions and then he immediately gets beaten up and they just immediately abandon him <laughs> it's like you invited yeah you invited but him there? the the one in the one in karate kid 2010 at least comes to his yeah karate i guess thing at the end i don't i don't think but not very he doesn't the one in 84 is seen again really apart from to ignore him a scene after he gets he beaten kind up. of he, the one in the remake, he kind of defends him a little bit, but he doesn't go out of his way to help him. I mean, Dre is like, "Oh, go away, leave me alone," but he's not like, yeah, you know, oh, this is you know, he's our mate. He's just got here. We just invited him here and leave him alone, which might be what he's saying. But they, like Cheng has just turned around and gone no and kicked him again. They've gone, all right, fair enough. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I did all I could. I, I can go to sleep happy tonight. <laughs> I'm not to blame for this. But yeah, yeah, that's what I've got down. The remake, the remake defends for longer. <laughs> because the the mm, other guy just laughs and goes, oh, "I'm going to leave now." <laughs> yeah, they are parallel scenes as well as well, aren't they? Dan goes to the beach, plays a sport, does a beastie stare at the <laughs> girl that becomes the love interest of the of the film, gets beaten up by someone she's connected to. Cheng isn't her isn't May's ex boyfriend, but they're he still just connected wants to, to one another, uh, and he gets beat up. Gets left by himself. So they're, they're yeah. parallel scenes. There's a sport. There's a there's a pedo. Well, not a pedo stare. <laughs> there's a, a sexual assault stare. Uh, there's there's all the component parts. It's like for 2010, they watched Karate Kid 
84 and made notes on literally every yeah. shot or every event that happened, not so much every shot, but every event that happened and important uh, dialogue. Just mm-hmm. wrote it all down, gave it to the script writer and were like, this is like, imagine this is it, like, this is the storyboard or the like kind of, because there's loads of the dialogue, some, some of the dialogue's the same, literally everything that happens yeah. is the same. No, I agree. As well. Like I, I, I am, I am getting killing joke vibes uh, from last week, where it was like, right, okay, so should we com- well, were, compare were they the comic book? And there were no fucking differences. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are differences as we go along. There are aesthetic differences, but like I said earlier on, there, there, there are aesthetic differences, but there's the structure is exactly the, the structure same. Structure is the same. May, maybe I'm expect, maybe I was expecting too much. Maybe I was expecting it to be so different because. The characters are different and the settings different. Maybe I was just expecting more, but it I, is structurally. I think it definitely it needed that definite structure there because it is a remake of the same film. I don't know what I was, yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but it is a remake of the same film. But there's there's just little differences that give it its own flavor. Like even something as little as making the main character um, four years younger. You know, when you're when you're twelve, you're you know seeing a girl you like at the park you don't have the same intention with her as as danny does at the park seeing a girl at the beach he wants to bone down with ali he does dre probably just wants to hold may's hand (laughs) break dance with her in the streets yeah so that that even that is is just like that adds a different tone to it and it just makes it makes it a little bit more innocent you say that 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 dre has more innocent intentions because of his younger years. Mm-hmm. Correct, but the the tone of the film is not innocent at all. The tone of twenty ten is very serious, with the yeah, odd but not, jokes sprinkled but not, in. But not because of Dre. Right. I'm I'm not saying that changes the whole tone. I'm just saying that's one of the things that contributes to why it feels different. It doesn't feel like a carbon copy of the original. No. It feels very similar because everything that's happening is the same. But mm. it doesn't it doesn't elicit the same response. You can You're even... right, and that I agree that all the changes do contribute to, to it having a different flavour. Yeah. It's just a, a shame that that flavour ice cream is plain ice cream. <laughs> Not even vanilla. Unflavoured ice cream. Just like like frozen milk. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, I I blew my opinion load too early. But <laughs> Oh, wait, well, someone might not have caught on to it, so let's wait until the end. <laughs> let's move past it. Let's wait until the end. Um, the fly with the chopstick scene. You get a little a little tease, don't you? It's like a parody of the original, isn't it? Because like Miyagi in the original one is there with his <laughs> chopsticks going. Um, don't, that who can catch cho- uh, fly with chopstick um, can be... Can't do anything. Or yeah, can do anything. Okay, and he's like, anything. and Daniel goes, wouldn't, wouldn't it be easier to do that with a fly sweater? And he like, laughs it off. And then Daniel does it, and he goes, "Beginner's luck," and it's funny in that way. Yeah. In the remake, Jackie Chan's there, like trying to get it. And he's like, "Oh, he's gonna do the thing," but then he just gets. A, he's just like holding it in place while the fly swatter comes out, and he <laughs> kills the fly. Yeah, <laughs> I liked that. It's like, yeah, it's like a like an old old comedy routine where he's like, he's doing one thing, and then he just picks up the bigger gun or yeah. whatever from from off screen. And but it's yeah, like it's like it's it's, it's taking Larusso's suggestion from the original and using it in the remake i think it was pretty meta <laughs> but he's still a maintenance yeah. man as well that's another 
thing. Mr. Hans, the maintenance man, although he lives he lives yeah. he lives in his maintenance hut. Like that's yeah. where he lives. Whereas Miyagi has a whole house that's really nice away from the complex. Yeah, the the maintenance hut is fairly large as well, isn't it? Because he's got the big the courtyard. And you're right in that obviously they are both maintenance men, and the way that Dan and Dre come across him is exactly the same. Broken uh, tap. Mum sends him down for a broken tap. They have shenanigans on the way down with different directions and then they find the maintenance man and he's cold and distant and a, a little bit weird and they run off. Yeah. Like it's the same. He's being si- he's being saying fuck off in a very silent way. Yeah, basically. <laughs> with his, his back turned. That fight scene, just to go back very briefly, the one on the, on the park... That is way more brutal than Cobra Kai beating up Daniel. Whilst it, it looks does, but painful. it starts with the same move, doesn't it? Start with uh, is, is Johnny kick. slash Cheng dropping down and sweeping his legs out from under him. Yeah, starts with the same move. But like you get like a slow mo shot. Of it. They're called, I think, the Fighting Dragons, the Chinese Cobra Kai. Yeah, I think. I think it, I've, yeah, it took a little bit of. Uh, I found this Wikipedia fandom page, which was just called Villains, because I was trying to find the name of the actor who played the. Um, the sensei of the fighting dragons because I thought that was really good casting. I think he looked just like a Chinese version of um, of Martin Cove who played yeah. um, Sensei Kreese. Um, but he was just on a page just called Villains. It's on Wikipedia. It's called Villains. Master Lee. Um, but yeah, I think the fighting dragons scene where they beat up Dre looks like he kicks him in the chest at like point blank rage. That can give you like a heart attack. Yeah, it is It is a lot more brutal. <laughs> and then he pins him down and punches him in the face like three times and it, all he gets is a black eye. What, a black face? Like, around his eye? It's like it's not just a black eye, it's like all over yeah. his cheek and up his forehead and, and around. It's huge. But it's it's so funny when he's trying to use the concealer and it's like, yeah. it's the complete wrong face tone. It doesn't match. <laughs> but that's exactly how a 12-year-old will put makeup on. Yeah, it's, it's how I still put makeup on. I, I don't know yeah. my skin tone. You currently have two different face tones around your <laughs> concealer mark. When I get beat up by the fighting dragons, I just go, any concealer I can get, whack, <laughs> whack it straight on. Sometimes not even concealer, sometimes just yoghurt out of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Plain flavoured yoghurt. The, uh, the discovery scene of... Um, when Daniel finds Cobra Kai, when he goes to, to visit his mum, and across the street he's like, oh, Karate Dojo! Because he's into karate mm. already. And he goes in and sees... Um, they all bow, and over the shoulder of one of them, he sees Johnny Dunny, and he like winks at him and gives him that smug look, and he's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to come here anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it it doesn't seem intimidating to me, because like I, I did a bit of jiu-jitsu when I was younger, and just a bunch of like kids going to learn a bit of fighting at the weekend. They're never going to be very good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this might be being a, me being a bit of it, I don't know, culture blind, but the way the way they portrayed them learning kung fu in the remake was they were they're all there, there was a huge park of them all. They're younger as well. Mm. I just imagine they learn it from a much younger age for for discipline and tradition as well. I'm sure I've seen an interview with Jackie Chan where he said that the stuff he used to do at his martial arts school where he would kind of like balance with like a cup of tea. And in like a crane position, and they try and knock the tea. And if he, if he spilt any, he had to like do a hundred push-ups or a lap or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that makes the fighting dragons more intimidating because they probably learn how to fight from a very young age. Yeah. No, I, I can I can see that. Rather than and, um, a bunch of preppy white kids going, "Yeah, I know karate." 
getting taught by a, a really violent ex-military man. <laughs> yeah. Calling himself sensei. Calling himself sensei. While we're talking about this, and I know it's... Can we talk about the elephant in the room, about what the film is called and what Dre learns? Yes, but I, ha- like, I, have, I, know it's, I have a semi-explanation. I, very... I have a semi-explanation. Well, okay. Well, first so of all, the, the... the elephant in the room, by the way, children who are listening, <laughs> is the film in 2010 is called The Karate Kid, but Dre does not learn karate. I think karate is mentioned once, and Dre says, I'm not learning karate, I'm yeah. learning kung fu. His mum says... That's the elephant in the room, that it's not karate, it's kung fu. It's because uh, he, he storms out of the fighting dragons, Dre does, just like Daniel does, storms yeah. out of Cobra Kai. But him and his... Uh, Dre and his mum are storming down the bridge going, um, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. And his mum's going, uh, why don't you want to learn um, karate? And she goes, it's not karate, mum, it's kung fu. And she sa- she literally says something like, oh, kung fu, karate, whatever, it's all the same. That's the kind of get-out clause for the whole film. Like that kind of joke, saying it's all the same. However, I did learn that uh, karate was developed kind of uh, while... Because kung, kung fu is an umbrella term for loads of Chinese martial arts. And, and karate is um, a kind of branch of what used to be one of the forms of kung fu that then developed in Japan and became something else. Okay. But Dre isn't learning that branch that developed into something else, is he? Well, part part of it he probably is because there's there's a lot of crossover. I, I understand, you know, it's for the sake of them calling it a film. They wanted to make it in China and call it Karate Kid. Kung Fu Kid sounds like a sequel. It's not a sequel. Yeah. So I can I can forgive the, it. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst crime in the world. It's not the worst crime in the world. It's just. It seems so strange to have so many things the same between the two films. So many things. And then change the fighting style. Like, it's called The Karate Kid. He learns karate. Yeah, but karate... That's what it is. He he learns karate to beat up bullies. Like, that's the crux of 1984. But in the 2010, he doesn't learn karate to beat beat up the bullies. He learns kung fu. But then they would have had to set it in China, in Japan even, if they wanted to do... The Karate Kid, proper verbatim, and they probably didn't want to do that. They wanted to set it in China because because it was America, China, and yeah. Hong Kong collaborating to make a film. Yeah, and you can just make the agreement that, uh, or the argument that you know there's a lot of crossover in martial art styles and forms. I'm willing to let them off. That's awfully nice of you. You don't. You don't seem like stupid. you are. You're going to write a strongly worded no. letter to uh, Harold's Wart. Yeah, I think I've got his email. It's Harold at Schwartz, or whatever you said his surname was, at, at gmail.com. <laughs> Karate and Kung Fu are the same. That is what the script says. Um, the Ralph Machio versus Jaden Smith uh, breakdown scene. So the one we kind of brushed over. What do you mean? Say that again. The one that we brushed over before where they're saying, oh, I want to go home, I didn't want to come here. Yeah, I think it's actually Ralph Macchio's worst scene, performance-wise. Really, I just there's, there's, I think he's a really he's trying good, to act a bit hard. Yeah, but to the point where it just seems like he's underacting a little bit. He's really good in the rest of the film. I'm not saying it's bad, but it just seems yeah. it doesn't seem it doesn't seem as on point as the rest of it. Where I think it's Jaden Smith's best scene. Yeah, where he gets gets really emotional, really sad. Yeah, yeah, he acts it really well. 
He probably had Will Smith just off camera going, Come on, son, I can cry, why can't you? Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Well, yeah, I think Jaden Smith is probably a better actor throughout, but Ralph Macchio is, is more believable in his performance. Although, my takeaway from it. do you want to tell it? Because you told me, and I was surprised, how old Ralph, Ralph Macchio is in yeah, this film, right. in the Karate Kid so, OG. At any point throughout uh, Karate Kid 1984, uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, Dan LaRusso, could be anywhere between 12 and 20. I'd believe it, because he's so skinny and he's got a proper baby face. But he's dead tall and I could believe him being a bit older. But So he's playing a 15-year-old, and I had to do the maths. I had to do it about 12 times to make sure that I wasn't being an absolute <laughs> idiot. But <laughs> Ralph Macchio was born in 64. The film came out in... It's, no, sorry, he was born in 61. The film came out in 84, so he was 23. And I, like... So mad. Such a, a step above... I know. ...how old I thought he was. Like, he could be 12... He could be playing a 12-year-old. Do you know what it reminds me of? It kind of hits me the same as um, Inbetweeners. When I found out the Inbetweeners were like 25, 26 years old when they were filming that, and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, they look... look... And they're playing 15, 16-year-olds. 16, 17-year-olds. I think when it originally came out, they were my age. Like, they were 15, 16, and I was watching it at 15, 16 years old, maybe a year or two out, and I was like, okay, they're obviously my age and they've been cast because they're good actors and then i found that they were in the mid-20s and i was like what the fuck how yeah <laughs> especially jay and they've just given them stupid hair to make them look a yeah bit well that's the thing simon has that kind of sticky up like overly gelled fringe i had that hair at the time <laughs> <laughs> and, J- and jay's got the not un- uncut hair yeah the oasis, oasis the hair head. yeah <laughs> and they had blue jumpers on and i went to a school where we wore blue jumpers so it was very disorientating to find out that maybe I was maybe I was in my mid twenties as well and just didn't my know God. it. I wasn't. So now that would make you in your mid thirties now. I'm not even thirty yet, Pete. I am soon. soon. I am soon. <laughs> we can do a, a special for my. Oh, we should do a special for our birthday week. Okay. For people who don't know this, for... people who don't know yeah, this, on, uh, Pete's birthday is the tenth of July and mine is the seventeenth of July. So it's exactly one week. So in that week, we are Pete's one year younger than me. So in that week we are the same age for a whole week. So we usually it's glorious. We usually go out and get bladdered and do something. Um, we didn't last year the, because of COVID. No, we didn't. But was it the year before that we went out, got bladdered, and saw American Idiot? Yeah, the musical, which we've also done uh, an episode on the American Idiot musical. I think we we spoke it about it in that Idiot. episode as well. We were literally having a drink. Yeah, we were playing Pokemon Go. And we were trying to catch an arm. We went out to find a Mewtwo. An armored Mewtwo, Mewtwo armor. at the Liverpool Playhouse Theatre. We saw the poster. It was the last day of American Idiot. And we were like, oh, it's our birthday day out. Let's go watch yeah. American Idiot. And we went to see how much it was. It was like 30 quid. And we were like, fuck it. I don't think it was even and that. It was, it was great. It was great. Was it not even that? I remember saying, are there any tickets left? And he went, yeah, fucking lots. We <laughs> 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 were playing to like a, <laughs> yeah. a half full theatre. Like it wasn't even, but it was good though. But yeah, it was. if you want to hear that, listen to the fucking American Idiot episode, like episode two yeah. of season one. So anyway, what 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 should we do for our birthday week? Um, don't know. We'll have a think about that. We'll have a think about it. Has to be something boss. Anyone listening, feel free to message the Instagram. If we can go to a play. Uh, tell me again, pod. 
if we can go to a play by then, if lockdown restriction is ended, we could go to a play and compare it. Like, we could if do. The, if, if the Back to the Future musical is back on. I imagine we will be able to go out. Because that's mid-July. Fingers crossed. Touch wood, where's their wood? Drumstick. But anyway, back to Karate Kid. So it goes from that to the Dre parkour scene. <laughs> Which is an added scene because I don't, I don't. Oh no, wait, no, it is. It's different because it, no, it's not. So da- Daniel it's, is it's the shower. The equivalent scene. Daniel's the yeah, shower it's the on the run from the scene skeletons. Of that Halloween that had me in fucking stitches <laughs> in in eighty four when he's like, oh, I'm not going to go to this Halloween party. I've got nothing to go as, and he's with Mister Miyagi, and Mister Miyagi has clearly helped him fashion this shower. No, it's because he says, because he says, oh, I don't want to go. Everyone will be looking at me because he's like already been beaten up. Yeah, and he's like, if no yeah, one yeah, see yeah. you, you go. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> okay. And he puts him in a fuck. It's like because I think it just cuts. Yeah, to it's the a straight school, cut. And he's walking. He's walking through the the hall, and he's a fucking shower. <laughs> it's amazing. I loved it so much. I had to pause it and text you and, <laughs> and be like, "This shower scene is fucking amazing." I had it written um, down as well. I, t- I text myself notes when I'm watching, uh, and there was like four notes, and one was a scrambled egg. Because there was like a, there was the scrambled egg scene where she was clearly cooking cold scrambled eggs, pushing it around the pan. Wasn't believable at all. Uh, one that said "just shower" for that, and then a Miyagi in fancy shirt, which is a, a scene later on. Yes. Oh, but th- that that shower was amazing, and yeah. So it, he goes into the bathroom, sees that Johnny is like doing some sort of drugs. Is he doing? Is he, rolling is he a like joint. rolling a spliff I think he's or rolling something? A joint, yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, He's like, I'm going to get my own back and puts the water, puts a hose above him and wets him. <laughs> Whereas the equivalent of in 2010 is they go to the Forbidden City uh, on a school trip. Yes. And on the way home, they, they get back on the coach on the way home. I think Dre is trying to walk home and they're just walking home the same way. And he's trying to avoid them. And he notices this bucket of filthy water that he ends up lobbing at Cheng. And then, yeah, they, there ends up being a chase. Yeah, where they get their ass hand, asses handed to them, their collective asses handed to them by saved by both by the Mr. Han and uh, Miyagi in in both versions. The what I found in my research, and which is quite a big separating thing for these two, that scene where you know each of the teachers slash father figures are fighting the students away. Um, the guy who played Mr. Miyagi, I can't remember his name. I know he goes by he went he went by Pat because he had a long name and it was just easier for credits and stuff but he wasn't a martial artist yeah pat marita yeah pat marita was just a not, not a yuki pat marita just just an actor he wasn't a martial artist at all, so he must yeah. he must have had everything choreographed for him um jackie chan is a very well established martial artist slash actor so he must have been a fucking joy to work with but miyagi kicks the shit out of the kids like like actively grabs them and hits them and kicks them um, and yeah. jackie chan even what even watching it i could tell the younger kids, so he obviously can't beat the shit out of them. He uses them against each other. Yeah. It's a much more kind of defensive style of fighting. He's, he's a lot more dodging and making them uh, like ducking so that they punch each other and stuff. Yeah, it's funnier as well. It's very on brand for Jackie Chan fights. Yeah, like like rush hour kind of stuff. He uses things in the environment to yeah. He uses things in the environment to tie them up. Like he, he gets the kid's jacket off him, doesn't he? And yeah. ties like, it around ties him. Kids' legs and arms around each other, and then three of them end up all tied up in this jacket, and that that's very on brand for a Jackie Chan fight scene that you, you would see in Rush Hour or something. It's way longer as well. 
because obviously yeah. that obviously that's one of the you've got Jackie Chan to do it, haven't corner, you? Yeah, it's one of the cornerstones of making that film. You've got Jackie Chan in the film. Use him, use him for what he's yeah. known for. He's in a martial arts movie. He's not in a movie <laughs> yeah, where no. he happens to do martial arts. He's in a martial arts movie, so give him some. And it's, badass it's the fighting. only. Yeah, it's the only point where he he actually gets to fight, isn't it? Han Han or Miyagi. Don't fight again, do they? I don't think so. No. That's that's their one. That that's the scene where you see what they can do. Yeah, they're the, that's like the what, reveal scene. You see what? Yeah, you you see what the martial arts can do to to against people. And uh, then both of them are the like, "Will you teach see. me, please?" And they're like, "No." Until eventually, they're like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they, they do. They, they do like the worst thing possible. Like, so both of them go, "Oh, will you will you help me?" And they go, "No," but we'll go and speak to them. <laughs> like no, yeah, I'll make it like, worse. Yeah, and then they, they they go and speak to the respective evil sensei and just make things really work really bad. End up enrolling them into I don't know I, I can't remember what it's called in um, nineteen eighty four. I wrote down it's the old, that old it's valley the king, tournament, the king of the iron fist tournament, think, which is the one from Tekken. I think it's the uh, old valley tournament. Is it? It's a much smaller tournament than. Mm. The one in 2010. It's just a, like a California high school tournament, pretty much. What I, what yeah. I did love about those scenes is that the remake of that kind of confrontation scene leans heavily on the original one. Like, all the dialogue, I imagine, in the remake is the same, but in Chinese. And it's all in Chinese. So, mm. I'm, I'm not saying you have to have seen the first one to understand what they're saying, because you can kind of work it out from body language and stuff. But I reckon... People who've seen the original loads were watching that scene, going, Haha, "I don't speak Chinese, but I know I I know what they're saying." Tapping their nose, yeah, and it was and it was good because it because you you experienced that scene along with Dre, because you didn't know what they were saying, but you knew something was getting mm. arranged. So when Dre ends up outside of the the dojo and he's and he's like, "So did that go well?" Yeah. And Jackie Chan's like, "Well, I've got good news and bad news." goes on to explain yeah. i loved it though because like it's, it's, they will leave you alone it's all in chinese and you're like okay i get the gist of what's going on like if i hadn't seen the original i'd be like what are they setting up here you know i'd have an idea but not i'd have no definitive answer but then he'd turn around and there's a there's a poster in english saying kung fu tournament this weekend <laughs> like, like, in big text i was like oh okay yeah oh, okay i get it now but i thought it was good i thought it was that well executed it is another one of those scenes that's exactly the same though but in Chinese. With, with, but 5% different in that the characters are called different names and it's in a different language, but the words said are the same. Yeah. It's I, like, do you reckon, again, do you reckon... killing joke vibes. It's it's like <laughs> the same, almost, but just not as good. Do you reckon that scene all being in Chinese was a kind of stipulation of the Chinese film board saying if you get like we want we want to make this film with you but we want loads of Chinese dialogue in it and bits where it's not going to make the movie suffer because I reckon like this 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 movie the remake is not very highly I, mean, I reckon if you asked a bunch of people in this country have you seen the Karate Kid and they'd go yeah and I bet if you said have you seen the remake they'd be like no like I didn't even know there was one because I don't think it's that mm. um, highly revered as the first one I had to watch this on the, the Karate Kid on um, Vietnamese Amazon Prime because I use the because <laughs> I use the VPN, which and the fact that it's even on there makes me think that they're they're really proud that this movie happened like a like a a, a blockbuster like, film yeah set a, in China. yeah a huge profile film like a collaboration with with Hollywood, 
and they wanted their culture telegraphed to everyone. And one of the best ways to do that is to speak Chinese and have people who don't speak Chinese feel like they know what's going on. Make them feel immersed. Maybe. I. It, it could be something like that. I feel it's more that scene being in Chinese and Chinese characters conversing with one another in Chinese. Yeah. It just makes sense for for the world. But Whereas if, it's not even if that. you had two Chinese characters conversing with one another I guess it, in English. I guess that does make sense. The was... fact is there's no subtitles is there's the point I'm making. You're just left stranded if you're not a Chinese speaker. Yeah, and I, I feel when that happens, that's to make you feel... Like, I can't remember if you said this, but that's to make you feel as fish out of water as Dre yeah, feels. Yeah, like Dre. Like, what the fuck's going on? Kind of thing. And to, and to, to make you feel what he feels. Because, like, with subtitles, you know what's getting said all the time. Yeah. Like, I watch subtitles... I, I put subtitles when I'm watching Division, and I hear all the little crackly things that they put subtitles for, and it tells me what the little crackles that you can't actually hear are saying, and it kind of gives you a bit of... Yeah, I do that a too. A bit of power... Like, when you're listening to it, whereas if that... there are no subtitles and you're not understanding what's going on, it does it, it puts you on a on a, an even an even keel with what Dre is feeling, which is fish out of Do you not find, though, sometimes when... I feel like subtitles can give the game away sometimes by... Um, say there's a character who's going to come into the scene and you don't know he's going to be in the scene and, and whoever's making the episode is going to be like... Uh, oh, and the audience is going to be like, what? And sometimes yeah. sometimes it'll say, like, they're off screen and it'll go, um, uh, have you been waiting for me? And instead of it saying, like, unknown man or whatever, it'll say, like, Dave. It'll say the name. It says the character's, says the character's name. name. Dave appears. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you've ruined the entrance? So yeah. annoying. <laughs> that, and also on Amazon Prime, I, this is a love-hate relationship for me. When you pause it and all the cast come up and you're like, you know, like, oh, who's that guy? And you pause yeah. it. If it's a scene where the character hasn't entered yet, they're still at the bottom. Yeah. So if yeah. so if you just pause it to go to the toilet or something, and you and you see that, and you come back and it's like, holy shit, Dave's in this. <laughs> yeah, Dave gets around. And it's not. It's he's not like he's not in the Dave scene yet. yet, but he's still being credited at the bottom, so you know he's gonna pop up. Yeah. The uh, it it happens with music as well. Obviously, to a lesser extent, there's no spoilies like when it's just music. triumphant music and stuff. Well, when, when on Amazon Prime, you, you can pause it and you can go into the x-ray I think they call it and you can have a look at everyone that contributed either in that scene oh, or you can scroll yeah, across yeah. to the music and in the 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 fight scene at the end of 2010 um, there was a song on it turned out to be a Red Hot Chili Peppers song but I didn't recognise it straight away so I paused it and I scrolled along and I found out that it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song and I was like oh yeah of course it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song I just didn't know it was because they hadn't mentioned California <laughs> But it, it, it's quite good that on Amazon Prime, and I, I didn't do a VPN. I just paid the four ninety nine to watch sucker. it on Amazon Prime. I know. But that's yours now. You can watch this again and again. Yay. <laughs> Plain ice cream. My favourite. I like it when it describes the score on the on Netflix. Yeah. Like it'll say, like, Dramatic music. Tension, or, um, tense music. Or pensive music. It used to just say, like, you know, rock music plays or whatever, but then it says, like, Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire, recorded in 2000, like a fucking record label <laughs> underneath it. When I was finding out that Chili Peppers song, I was scrolling along, I was like, oh, it's Chili Peppers. I'm amazing. I've got Justin Bieber to look forward to, presumably, in the credits. <laughs> and then I did have Justin Bieber to look forward to in the credits. Spoilers? 
Spoilies. You wanted the Beebs. You got the Beebs, but you were expecting the Beebs. It wasn't the Beebs. No, I don't know. I'm going with that. Let's move on. <laughs> it was the Beebs. Should we talk, <laughs> should we talk the about the glaring omission? Because, like... Quality. Hey. Hey. <laughs> the, everyone who... Like, like if you speak to someone, of a, like probably someone who was in their 20s when this came out, and you mentioned to them, oh, something about the Karate Kid, they'll go, oh, yeah, 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 wax on, wax off. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Of all of, okay. of all of the things that happen in the film, why does that stick out to people? I think because it's it's a stupid thing that gets said a lot in a short space of time. So the wax on, wax off gets said all the time. I remember that has been said in front of me, like oh wax on, wax off. That's the thing from Karate Kid, and I was like, is it? Oh, like this years ago. Yeah. Like I just didn't didn't know. I think our, one of our friends done it like wax on wax off yeah in front of me i was like what what are you doing put your, what's this put your hands down i don't get it there is yeah, it, i don't get it's it. not it's not it there's jacket on and jacket off it's not re- yeah it's, it's not referenced at all in the what's well, referenced by the fact he's waxing his car with it in the middle of the shot for about a straight minute it's like hello chaudre <laughs> i'm just waxing my car yeah and it's like oh, that's the wax from the first one yeah, that, that, that it's whole the same wax. Of... I checked the credits on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> wax. It's it's the same pot of wax from the original. It's all gone now. <laughs> that, that whole kind of training kind of shtick of... Like in the original, it works really well because he's like, will you teach me yeah. karate? And eventually he's like, fine, okay, I teach you karate. And you get that whole montage of him making him wax his cars and then paint his fence and yeah you know, and uh, sand, sand, is, sand is dead and you're like and like there's a point where he's he's working really hard and like miyagi is going out in a fancy shirt like okay see you later yeah. like he's not even sticking around so you really if you've not seen the film like obviously i kind of knew what was going on because everyone's like oh yeah walks and walks off all the time if you didn't see the film you'd be like he's just taking the mick he's taking liberties here he's just yeah. he's just making him redecorate his house under the guise of quote-unquote teaching him karate he's just taking the piss yeah it, yeah, whereas it's the jacket, hanging his jacket on in 2010, isn't it? Yeah, and just that as well. It's just it the jacket. It does not... It's, it's nowhere near as effective, as, effective uh, as... At least, well, obviously, technique-wise, it's just as effective because they both end up winning the tournament. But to watch it, he's doing this... He does the same... It goes back to him lots and lots of times and he's doing the same thing in all three or four scenes that it goes back to him, whereas Dan is doing lots of different things. Like we said, he's waxing the car, sanding the deck, painting the house, painting the fence. There's mm. uh, one time for painting the house. My Aki's not even there. He's just left him a note yeah. on the door with arrows <laughs> telling him what to do. He's out like, on the town. And it's, fu- it, like, it's funny. Like the the only kind of funny thing about the jacket on is where he tells him to do the attitude with the face. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just not as it's not as exciting to watch because yeah. he is doing the same thing. That's one of my notes. He's doing the same thing over and over again. He does get some kind uh, of more. To watch. It, I mean, that kind of does teach him discipline because, like, one of the things of Dre is that he always just dumps his jacket on the floor. That's like a big thing. Yeah. And then when he gets home and his mum's like, "How's training going?" And he goes, "Oh, it's stupid." And he put he hangs his jacket yeah. up and she's like, <gasps> "What? What did you learn? Nothing." Yeah. But he hangs. I've made a note of that. But you can tell, like, <laughs> the, like at least some kind of discipline is 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 settling in. But you do get. I mean, I get the the impression with Daniel's training throughout the film. That he that Miyagi has taught him the basics because he doesn't have time for him to bone up on all of karate, and he's just making him yeah. master the basics to the point where like he almost doesn't need anything else. 
Whereas for Dre and Mr. Han, you get you get you see a lot more extensive training, like the bit where he's trying to kick the bell. Um, yeah, and then the, you see that a few and times. And the big like wooden poles that they've got attached to their wrists, and you you do see more fighting, actual fighting training. But I think it does work better in the original one. Yeah, there's there's no time constraint in 2010 because you don't know what type what part of a year it's set in and you don't know like when the fighting tournament is compared to when Han said he'd fight in it mm. whereas in the original one two, I think two it months tells you at the start doesn't yeah. it it's September and like calendar events happen like Halloween happens so it's like okay we're at the end of October start of November now and then the the fighting tournament is on like the 29th of December yeah I remember it being quite late so, in the year. So you've got, obviously, if you know the calendar, you know <laughs> that Dan actually only has, what, two months to prepare? Six weeks, eight weeks yeah. to prepare. And so there is a sense of urgency. There is a sense that he's uh, learning basics. He's that's all, he, that's all he can do is master these basics, like you said. Whereas with Dre, it could be set it could be set over an 11 month period. Yeah. Like where he gets to learn so much to where he can I mean, kick the bell and think, he goes on a field trip. I think and it's all pretty sorts. heavily so it's, it's implied not... that that's not the case. Like he, he does, he does have a time restriction because the tournament is advertised as happening. But do, things get advertised. It's, as it's communicated time, better. It's communicated better in the original. Yeah. Much better. Yes. You're right. I, I guess that's that's the the point I'm coming towards is that it's communicated better and there is more of a sense of urgency in uh, Karate Kid '84 than there is in Karate Kid '2010. Yeah. What about the um, the nicknames that they each give to their students? So you get Daniel Sam in uh, OG Karate Kid, and you've got Shao Dre in the remake. I think that da- Daniel Sam is just. A name is well, yeah, it? well, yeah, a, it is, but like a term of respect. Whereas Shao Dre doesn't doesn't that mean tiny? It means little, yeah, little, doesn't little or, or young, little Dre. Yeah, so that is more of a an affection. That is more of a a term of uh, of endearment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, it took it took me a while to realize that he was saying Shao Dre as two different words, yeah. Shao and Dre, and not a word. It took his mum asking, didn't it? He's like, oh, it means little in Chinese. There is yeah. someone. Oh God, yeah, he's saying Shao. Someone I know has who I used to work with always says hello Daniel San like when I see him and I'm like hello just thinking you know he's a big fan of anime <laughs> and he's like you know what has it clicked with you now <laughs> well yeah but when I was watching the film because he because he, he always said Did oh you, you spit know out your tig oh my god <laughs> that's I it like, I was that Leo meme pointing at the screen yeah. <laughs> no but yeah I, I, he, he says oh you know why I call you that don't you and I went yeah of course I do thinking you know it's just because it, whatever it's, it's, not, it's a Japanese thing and he's being quirky and now I know it's because of the Karate Kid of Karate Kid because he thinks I am the Karate Kid the more you know <laughs> yeah he finds out about Shaudre when they're at the um, the Shadow Puppet Theatre when, Dr- yeah. when Dre gives May that mixtape which is adorable it's very very cute it's so cute like Dre and May are quite cute together in a 12 year olds finding attraction for the first time kind of like oh that's yeah. cute watching them do that 
whereas in a, a different way, you get Dan and Ali. Got it. Who... Ugh. We want, we want a <laughs> well, bone. The date, the date montage that they have in um, night in the the eighty four version was really funny. Yeah, like where she's teaching him golf. Yeah, <laughs> and shit like that. It was really really funny. Like, and even though uh, Dre and May is kind of cute, there wasn't. I didn't believe it. There wasn't chemistry as much. Yeah, there wasn't as much chemistry yeah. as Dan and Ali have. I didn't believe it as much, um, as much as the mis- the cover of the mixtape is really cute. Yeah, it is. Weird. I thought it was weird when they had because they they do have a date where Dre does his, um, is his dance on the dance mat, and then he gets May to do it. And May is like a thirteen-year-old girl that they get to do some sort of stripper dance. Yeah, for. that's weird. I thought that was really weird. But I was more annoyed by. It. I didn't know how that. I know how those Just Dance games work, is that you, you jump on certain arrows when they come up on the, the screen. Arrows. They were just doing freestyle dancing. They weren't dancing to yeah. what's on the screen, and the machine was still going, great job! In English. Yeah. I was, <laughs> In a Chinese arcade. I was like, that is not how those games work at all. Yeah. Unless it was, I don't know, unless it wasn't a like a dance mat game. It was. It was more of a, with the arrows and stuff. I've been on one, I've only been on one of those once. Oh, really? Like, it's really fucking hard. Was that at an arcade? So hard. Because you used to be able to get the, the mat for PlayStation 2, which you would plug into the console. Yeah. It would be like a rollout one. Yeah, I, I never I never owned that. It was it was in... Oh, shit. What's that place in, in Liverpool called? Me and Becca met you and Laura there. It's like underground. When? Is it, a chick- is it the chicken place? Almost, fa- oh, Almost shit, Famous? No, I'm not sure. I keep getting emails from them because I signed into their Wi-Fi, so they keep sending me emails. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was underground. There was a bathtub filled with ping pong. Oh, balls. for my birthday. Yeah. Yard and Coop. What Yard and Coop? That's the one. That's the yeah. only time that I went on it. It's really fucking hard. I was going to follow say, how those did you arrows. Do? Not, not well. Becca beat me. That's very. They make you sweat. They're like a proper yeah. choreographed dance routine. <laughs> They're hard. But yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. It, it was weird the dance that they gave her. I know, and it, 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 they go up afterwards and it's like, "Oh, that was like an American dancing you were doing." It's like, "Yeah, American fucking stripper dancing." <laughs> inappropriate. In, in, inappropriate, much. So let's go on to uh, the field trip that um, that um, Dre has with Mr. Han, which is not in the original one. It might be in the second or third one because I think they do go to Japan. In, I've not seen the other two Karate Kid movies. So there could be some... There could be some kind of comparable. parallel there, yeah. yeah. But in terms of the There's, first it's, movie... It's kind of... It's training montages. Like, that's when Dan is on the beach, sends him into the water to try and balance and to, to create... To, the, the equivalent of the snake charming, which yeah. we'll get to, is the crane kick thing yeah. that he learns on the beach. That's what I have there. too. So it's an equivalent yeah. scene, but it is a more exciting scene. So the origin of where he gets that crane kick in, in, in both versions at the end is completely different. Like he gets it from what, yeah. just watching me, uh, Mr. Miyagi do it on that like peg on the beach. Uh, yeah. And yet Dre gets it from this really tall, the top of the dragon well tower, watching someone balance over these really high mountains, um, making a, a, a snake do what it wants. Yeah. What I, quite cool. I did laugh actually. <laughs> My note just says, uh, "See if you can work out what uh, what I meant by it." It just says, "Pissing meditators." 
Oh, is it what the ones on the waterfall? <laughs> and there's the the water. Does it go in between their legs? I well, think they, it went in between. I don't think it went in between the legs, but like there's one underneath all of them. So like yeah. from that angle, it looks like they're all pissing like very like a lot <laughs> down the down the side the, of the mountain. The bit that made me laugh is when they get to the top and they get to the dragon well, and Mister Hands like you can drink water now, you can drink now. And Dre just submerges his whole head <laughs> in the water. Oh, that is. Does he say something like, oh, that is the best water ever? Yeah, it's the best water something I've like ever that. tasted. It's a really good scene. Mr. Han has a little giggle. I like that whole, because it's not, it's not something that they could have done in the first one because they're in America. And to, to, go, yeah. all, to go all the way to Japan for, and now have a drink of water, and then to go back again. It's like, <laughs> like Mr. Han's like, ancestral trick, because he says his dad was there with him as well. Because like in both of, in both of them, their dads taught them how to fight, and with yeah. with this with Mister Han still being in his home country, you get to see where he learned how to fight as well, and that was cool. I did like that; it was a good addition. Yeah, you get a bit bit more a bit more of Han's backstory, I guess. There, sad Mister Han. That was a good sad line Mr. actually Han. as well, because they're doing the kind of like that. I don't know what it's called, like the wooden pole fighting. Yeah, and he goes, he's like, focus, Shadre, and he goes, I am focused, and then he pushes him over, and he's like holding him on to him and he goes your focus needs more focus <laughs> I liked the, that line that was good it was a good line uh, then shortly after that is what we've kind of already spoke about the family uh, death scene when you find out Miyagi and Han's families have died yeah so the the they're very different scenes with the exception of Dan rocks up unannounced, and Trey, Trey, sorry, rocks up unannounced, and they're already both their mentors drunk. are both drunk. Yeah. With the exception of that, that's the same. But then the scenes, in fairness, do actually work out fairly different. In that, Mister Miyagi, he's holding his letters and he's got his his memory box out, and he doesn't say a huge amount to Dan, and Dan ends up putting him to bed. And then once he's put him to bed, that's when he reads the letters and finds out. Uh, is that when he finds out that it's the anniversary of yeah, him of, getting of, the letter that his wife and son have died yeah. in the the uh, relocation camp or whatever they were called? Whereas Dre and uh, Mister Hand talk to one another. Mister Hand mm-hmm. like um, emo dumps all on all on on top of him, tells him what's happened, tells him that they were arguing. Can't remember what I was arguing about, but I hope it was something important. Yeah. That that was that was a really I, I was gonna say nice. It wasn't that's not what it's I, more I meant. it's more heart wrenching than, yeah, than Mr. It Miyagi. Was more, it was heart wrenching where he was like, I can't remember what we were arguing about. Like he can't remember the last words he said to his wife. Like, I can't remember what we were arguing about, but I hope it was something important. Yeah. It was, was worth like, oh. them dying for. Yeah, I was like, Oh, that's sad. It was and then, super sad. It did I I, I kind of laughed in a kind of really inappropriate way because it just seemed really it really I got I got what they were doing but it just seemed silly that he spent you find out that that car that they're in is the car that they crashed in and he's is it I thought he fixed a new car every year no that, I thought that's that was the an same car from what he said and he fixes it is he it? fixes it up and then on the anniversary of year he smashes it back up again as kind of uh, a way of reliving the experience yeah but I, like I when, when I when I worked out that that had happened that was like that's like a bit too cheesy to the point where it's almost a bit laughable. But then when they get in the car and talk about it a bit more, it's like, okay, I can kind of see he's doing it to keep it fresh in his mind and to live with 
the mistake of what he feels like is his fault, why his family are gone. Yeah, he he doesn't feel that he should uh, move on. Feel better about it. Yeah. He blames himself, so he every year continues to blame himself with mm-hmm. that ritual of. I I thought it was a different car because he says something like every year I fix the car, fix a car, but it doesn't change anything. No, that, I thought it was a different car. car. But that so that's the car. Because but when, yeah, he, when he they're on the train, himself, when they're on the train to the Dragonwell, he says, uh, "Why don't why, why don't we just drive? You've got a license." And he goes, "No, I don't drive that car." And you've got a car that so we uh, we could have saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his car. Um, that's his therapy car. And uh, another, pro- probably the biggest difference between the scenes, and it probably gives Karate Kid twenty ten two extra minutes of its extra twenty minutes. The weird runtime, art school is that thing. Yeah, well, he, Dre actively tries to help Han, whereas Dan, I mean, I think my argument falls asleep, yeah. but Dan just puts him to bed and leaves, Yeah. whereas um, Dre helps him. He pulls him out, like, pulls him out the, the car and trains with him, doesn't he? Yeah, brings him back, brings him back into the present it's, tells him it's just overly arty he can't fix it, it's like they're trying to do a callback to like the shadow theater scene but i couldn't really make it fit in my head because what the, what was the story they were telling that in that in that shadow story it was like there's two lovers who that got shadows they got separated that story was more about and then there's a, there's a bridge there's a bridge of birds that allows them to be together and i was like oh maybe they're trying to apply that to this and that's why they're doing the the shadows on the wall and i was like that doesn't but they've that already doesn't applied that to Dre in May because it was about no, yeah, I know. was it about a princess and something else yeah was it a princess and someone else but what I'm but what I'm saying is together. I didn't see why they had to make it so shadowy because it made me think of the shadow theatre yeah and then I was okay. I was trying to make a connection in my head and I was like there isn't one they've just done this so it <laughs> so it looks cool it was just a bit of an excuse for a couple of cool shots yeah because it's just like one big spotlight isn't it yeah against them is it well, not spotlight it's the headlights of the car isn't it yeah and then Dre's mum comes in and sees them doing it what well, well not <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I missed that bit not doing it but training was what I meant to say yeah we watched different versions of the movie <laughs> No, yeah, and then sees the the fact that they do actually kind of rely on each other. They need each other because they're both lonely. Yeah, they both. Because I don't think I don't think Daniel's mum ever meets Miyagi, does she? Um. No, Dan Dan's mum is much less of a character than Trey's mum is. Dre's mum is. Yeah. Um, Dre's mum keeps popping back up over and over again, and Dan's mum. Has like two or three scenes. Do you even see her after she sees his black eye? Um, yeah, well, she takes um, them on the date. She runs oh, she takes them on the date. They're really funny. And, and she's at the uh, she's at the tournament at the end as well. Which, yes. speaking of which, I think I've kind of already said it. That it goes into like a training montage. Then and you see Dre learning all of his actual fighting, as opposed mm. to um, Daniel. Jacket off. Um, oh, okay. Standing on the boat, learning how to balance on the boat while he's doing his wax on, wax off routine. Yeah. But that's just how different they are. The girl's parents, um, they, happen at, they happen at different different points, but you find out that they both disapprove of 
Yeah, they're both they're both very the respective minor boys villains. Yeah, <laughs> in the piece, very minor villains. The, 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 one, the, the ones in the re- the country in... club, isn't there for Ali's Ali's parents at the country club? Where oh like, Why yeah, don't yeah, you for... get back with Johnny? Why don't... Johnny's yeah, and, a lovely he's boy. The... Why don't you get he back forces with himself Johnny? On her. Well, the, the, like her dad or her mum forces him on her. It's like, yeah. why don't you? Why don't you? It isn't maybe I'm mixing this up with something else I've seen, but doesn't. Uh, Ali's mum come along with Johnny dancing with Johnny, and Ali's mum says to Ali, "Oh, you've been ho- you've been uh, hoarding the most attractive man here all night," and then dances takes the dad off just so it sounds like she it can could have happened. Squid, squid Johnny together. But with, I know what you Ali. mean. That happens in a lot of films and TV shows, so it could have yeah. it could have been from something else. That was a quite because because doesn't Daniel Snook sneaks in to see her and um, well, gets all the spaghetti spilt on him. Yeah. He's going to pick her up, isn't he, for their date? Because she's like, oh, oh I'm yeah. out with my parents that night, but come pick me up at like 9.45 or something. And Dan's waiting there. Uh, and she's carrying on dancing. She doesn't want to. She's got a fucking face on it. I don't know why Dan didn't see. Like, she's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seeing it through yeah, a filter uh, of, like, jealousy, I suppose. And spaghetti sauce. <laughs> and spaghetti sauce. Yeah. He went that, Yeah, that... That was a, that's this that's the sort of scene that pulls them apart, isn't it? Yeah. In uh, in, in the original, whereas the scene that pulls them apart in um, twenty ten is the violin recital to get into music yeah. school or, and she or misses whatever. It. And um, yeah. well, she she almost misses it, and the dad's like, "You can't see him anymore." But Ali's nope. Ali's parents disapprove of him because mainly he's from the poor part of town and he, they're, trying to, yeah. they're trying to find another reason to keep them apart and it's like oh he got the spaghetti everywhere you definitely can't see him now <laughs> and, and in the I was looking forward to that spaghetti sauce <laughs> just the sauce he's such a selfish young man he took all the spaghetti sauce out the door with him and they don't like Dre in the remake because of uh, made him miss made her nearly miss the Almost audition missed, which yeah. changed five minutes before when it was meant to be anyway which as you said she's still Fucking killed yeah. the audition she as well, didn't it. she? Massive. That was funny. But Dre's at the back, and he uh, he obviously doesn't doesn't get. Like I wouldn't don't either. Clap. I was like, oh, are we supposed to clap here? She's done really well, and he claps, and like the music school teacher turns around, and Dre's like, she's gonna get in right because that was really really good. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone just looks around and is like, why are you clapping? I did like some of his, his kind of more comedic moments. Like, there's a point where when he first finds her um, practising the violin and he sits down, I can't remember what he says, he says something in Chinese, but, like, not very well, down the mic, and she goes, what? And he goes, I'm starting to think you don't speak Chinese. <laughs> so <it's like> <laughs> yeah. But they're very... He, does, is it, is he asking her, her name? Like, is it is that that's near yes, the beginning, isn't it? Could, where he says it, the, he what says he's trying to bench. learn is what your, what's your name? Yeah, he says it to her on the bench, and he says it a bit better to her um, down the mic, and then he says it again later on when she's off to practice, and he's like, "I am starting to think you don't speak Chinese." <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was really good, especially for like a I like the twelve-year-old lad. Where he's yeah, and again being a twelve-year-old, I liked where so they they meet in the cafeteria. So there's a parallel cafeteria scene, although the one with Dan. He's just got game. He pays for all their food. Yeah. Game on top of game, and then Dre tells May that she'll get gas. <laughs> Very twelve-year-old, no game. <laughs> Fine. Where he's like, you, you're gonna eat and practice at the same time. My mum always, my mum always used to say that if you stand up eating, gives you gas. Yeah. 
You can tell that he's like, oh shit, why, 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 why have I done this? Whereas Danny's like, yeah, don't worry, I got this. And slides like $10 to the dinner lady. Well, like $3 for both of their, di- for both of their dinners. Imagine if she just went, this is, is it that one where he's like, do you want this? Do you want this? They're walking through the, the, the buffet for the lunch and Danny's yeah, yeah. like, do you want one of these? Go on. Do you want one of these? Okay. As you say, because he has game on top of game. He, he does. He is really His good. game has its own game. Ralph Macchio was awesome in it. Yeah, like I, I, it really made me want to watch Karate Kid two and three, but I also know that they don't have amazing reviews. No, do they? they don't. I'm probably gonna watch them so, because it did make it did make me start watching Cobra Kai almost immediately afterwards. I was like, I've seen the first one now. I think that's apparently what it's based off, and I'm about five episodes in. And it is so good. Yeah, I, I do. I, I will watch it. Uh, eventually, so Karate Kid Two has a forty-five percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course, there are it could could do worse, and three has um, a fifteen th- percent approval rating. Wow! So three is apparently pants. I keep seeing another. But one I don't think Ralph Macchio's in three. Called the next Karate Kid. The next Karate Kid. Let me Google that. Because I see the remake included in the box set sometimes, because it's like part of the franchise. Yeah, so the the next Karate Kid. uh, Pat Morita's in it, but it's so it's ten years. It it was it was made in nineteen ninety four, so I imagine it's canon. That has a seven (laughs) percent approval rating on Rotten without Ralph Macchio. Uh, no, Hilary Swank. From the looks of it, he's not in it. Speak, uh, Hilary Swank. Just while Pat we're Marita. on, while we're on the nineties, you know, sometimes we like for the Killing Joke, we found a last-minute um, novelization of the Killing Joke. Yeah. But then we thought, I mean, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo episode was full on because there was four versions of it. So I was like, let's work Let's let's stick let's stick uh, stick to two. I was seeing if there is a Karate Kid novelization just before we started here. I found one on Amazon. It was released paperback, 1st of April, 1994. It's on Amazon.co.uk. Guess how much? There's one copy and it's used. Oh, is it, is it going to be loads of money? Go on, have a guess. G- give me a ballpark just so I don't shit all over. No, that's part of the fun. Have a guess. Oh, God. Uh, £37. £1,000 and 55 pence. Fucking hell. Seriously? Seriously? I'll send you the link and show you. Wait, I have no idea why. Obviously, It must just not be in print anymore. Well, there's other ones from other years that are like, you know, seven quid. And I went on eBay and there's no... There's no other versions that are like even close to that amount. Yeah, have a look at that. £1,000 for a used book. £1,000. And it's not even like... You know, the same year as the movie. It's 1994. Ten years after. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not even long. It's 144 pages. <laughs> it's the Karate Kid novella. That's like almost £10 a page. It's bizarre, isn't it? Fucking hell. Maybe it's just all extra That's scenes. Insane. That just changes the, <laughs> changes the complexion of the film when you go back and, and watch it. Changes the whole tone. Shall we move on to the tournament? Uh, yes, before we get to the tournament, although I'm not sure if you're um, 
grouping this in with the tournament. There's the the scene. Uh, I think it's the night before the tournament where Han and Miyagi, respectively, give uh, Dan and Dre uh, the uniform that they're going to compete in. Oh yes. Um. So they're they're again very similar scenes and. Um, but the one in the the original just seems so much more sincere to me. It's because it, is that the patch that he gives him, and it's something to do yeah, with his so wife, isn't patch, it? So he's like it's, welcome it's into the, the family. Patch, I believe that was Miyagi's patch, mm. or it's or it's the one that he's made for his son or something. And Dan's like, if you ever want this back, if you ever want this patch back, you tell me, and you can have it. Whereas Dre is like, oh my god, it's the one that Bruce Lee wore. Yeah. And it's fine. He's a 12 year old kid. It's fine. It's just, that's probably, as a 28 year old kid, that's probably how excited I'd be. But um, there's the, the bit that I really wanted to talk about was at the end where Dan and Dre say, um, You're the best friend I ever had. They, they both, both say that line mm. to, to Miyagi and Han. And I, I, I believed it when Dan said it. I really believed in their relationship. I didn't believe in Dre and Han. Did you not? I thought. I think. No. I thought both were pretty, pretty nice, pretty emotional. I. I was while I was watching Karate Kid twenty ten. I was forming it, forming an opinion on it. Like I'm still kind of forming an opinion on it because I've said that it's a bit beige and it's a bit bland, but I've also said that it's really funny during this podcast recording. So I'm still kind of forming opinions on it, and I was doing it then. <laughs> as well so I don't think it's because I didn't like the film or anything and I was like fuck it they're just on the same scene ugh <laughs> shit don't I mean, believe you, it you did I say that as well again I'm sort of forming opinions as, as we talk about it but I, I just didn't believe it when Dre said it to Han but I really believed it when when Dan said it to to uh, Mr. Miyagi, I believe that he's the best friend that he do ever know had. Why, I do, really, I really do. Part of part of why that was is is that Miyagi gives him that patch in like the, in his own home, and it's just much more of a kind of like you know intimate, nice little like family moment of here's you know you're part yeah. of my family now. Whereas they, they do the kind of cliche thing in the remake where they go to the site of the tournament before everything's set up and like this is where the night before and it's dark. This is where it all happens, Shaudre. And here's here's your Bruce yeah. Lee gi, and he's like, oh thanks, it's the one Bruce Lee wore. Again, mm. so it, it seems a little yes. bit more. That's more of a drama thing, whereas it's more heartwarming when Miyagi and Dan do it. Not do it. I need to come up with a new phrase because like, I'm, <laughs> I'm making out that they're all just having sex with each other and, and, and calling it karate. <laughs> right. So the, the tournament. Maybe they made a karate kid together. Oh, that's not possible. With sex. <laughs> yeah, I got the reference. <laughs> Both men. <laughs> Manly men. Um, the tournament, I'm going to say straight off the bat, is made much simpler in the remake in terms of how the points work and stuff. It explains it better. When I was watching the original and I was seeing them all kick each other but not get points, and I was like, when do they get points? Or how many is it, <laughs> how many, how many is it to? I, d- I, don't know, yeah. I don't know when they win the round. In the remake, it spells it all out. And I like the fact that Miyagi or Han don't know... You like getting don't... things spelled out for you. I do. Sim- you? I'm a simple man. Getting told. I like the fact that they, <laughs> um, they both don't know the rules. 
but yeah, they're like, I thought you knew the rules. Mister Han's like, I know the I know the rules. You hit him, do you? Don't let him hit you. Simple. <laughs> but he just needs to check how many, like whether it's like first to two or first to three or whatever. Yeah, because it's first to two until the final, isn't uh, yeah. it? On, 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 it? In both tournaments, it's first to two until the final when it's three. First to three, yeah. But yeah, I think the, the fighting itself is better in the remake just because of how far, I guess, choreography has come in like the 20-odd years between the films. Like the difference between like the original trilogy of Star Wars and the prequels. Like, like mm. the fighting is way better in the prequels because movie fighting had come. A much longer way. Yeah, Corio. Yeah, um, yeah. I I agree that the fighting is better. I think the the cinematography took away from it a little bit. Do you think? That, yeah, in that it's a lot of quick camera movements and a lot of like uh, we're going to do this move and then because obviously that was a take we're going to do this move which lasts a second and then we're going to switch camera and we're going to look at this move which is going to take two seconds and then we're going to switch camera again and we're going I to thought look it was really slick move. though I thought it was, it was that well done bit. I think you're right it was quite slick I just I think all the the big jumpy camera movements I thought it was was it making you feel motion sick is that what, what it was going on I thought it was <laughs> I was finding it a little bit difficult sometimes to see what was going on whereas the more simpler um, fight cinematography in 1984. You could see what was happening, and yeah, the choreography wasn't as good because you had, I, I assume, actors like um, Ralph Macchio as a dancer, isn't he? That's how he. That, I think that's how he got the gig. He had a background in dancing, so oh, really? it's essentially a dance for him. So you, I, I think, you had actors who learnt to do martial arts in 1984 so yeah the choreography isn't as good but the cinematography is more simple and you can see the moves a little bit better yeah. and for a film about fighting you want to see the moves whereas I think in the 2010 remake you had a lot better moves but it was harder to see what was going on because of all the, the quick jumpy cameraness and the shaky cam and zooming in I see what you mean but I, I don't think like it that. took away from it I think it just made it look that cool I think it's it's two different ways of filming a, a fight in. Yeah, I mean, and, I and the tournament in the remake is much more large scale. It's like an event. I don't think it's like a, a school tournament. Like, yeah, it, it's a much more bit instead of like a small regional. Yeah, like event. The, the scoreboard. The scoreboard's <laughs> huge, and the graphics are like really expensive, and like they have to, you know, submit a video of themselves. <laughs> like when uh, footballers score, and they they got a little video of them going in the corner, like folding their arms or celebrating and stuff. They, they were doing yeah. that when they were winning points. And I like that it was in uh, Chinese and English for purely Dre's benefit. Yeah. The English, the <laughs> writing in English. Dre and R benefit. Well, I know the names, I think sometimes in, in Chinese they have, um, they have the traditional characters and then they have pinyin as well, which is basically they write out the the, um, the words phonetically in the Roman alphabet, so our alphabet, oh. where they have like lines... Uh, and accents to show the inflections and things. So they do use that sometimes in China if it's going to be a particularly touristy event and there's going to be I see. people who aren't from China there. I guess, and uh, yeah, taking that point of mind back, it's a it's a bigger tournament yeah. than the regional one in 84. So it's a bigger tournament, so you would get more people travelling to Correct. it. Correct. I imagine. To watch yeah. all these 12-year-old kids beat the shit out of each other. 
I know. <laughs> what did make me laugh well, was Cheng, when Cheng does not look 12. Cheng could be about 16. He's an arsehole as well, do you not think? Yeah. Like Johnny, he his... definitely looks like his dad beats him up. It's like... <laughs> definitely. It's like Johnny is like a dick, but the kind of, for want of a better term, dick that you know. So it's like everyone knows someone like that in that they're... better than a dick you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saying. But like everyone knows someone like that and they're just an arsehole but they kind of have a little bit of kind of charisma to save the fact that maybe they're not pure evil. But Cheng for the majority of the film until like the last fight is like stone cold evil. Like the the, yeah, like and... the force he puts into like beating the shit out of Dre and it just looks really painful. And just the looks he gives yeah. him, and he like, I don't know, I, I know they do all the same things in, in the American one, but it just seems way more intense, maybe because of the tone of the film. It it does, you're right, and like, I, I said it a little bit earlier, that the relationship that Johnny and Cheng have to the respective women is different, like, you can completely understand, even though Johnny's a dickhead, you can completely understand why Johnny hates Dan, because... He's moving he in on his, on his ex-girl, yeah. Yeah, he used to go out with Ali. He was, he still wants to be with Ali, even though he's an even though he's a dickhead. Yeah. So you can see he's like stepping in, in in his head. He's stepping in his territory. Cheng Cheng's just a family friend, I think. From from what yeah, I remember, he, they grew up together. Yeah. I think she she says something like our our, fa- our parents know each other, or our families know each other, or something like that. So his and Cheng Cheng motivation that, like, for being yeah, a dickhead. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yes, yeah, his motivation for being a dickhead. <laughs> Is is so much more tenuous, yeah. and so because it's a much smaller reason for him to be an asshole, he comes across so much more of an asshole because yeah. he's just he, he walks up to her and he's like, "You're supposed to be practicing," and then when fucking Dre tries to give her a sheet music back, he's throwing it on the floor. I was like, "How the fuck is she supposed to practice now, <laughs> dickhead? You wanted to practice, it's true." <laughs> but like that, that's it. Whereas in original he rocks up at the beach he sees that Ali's having fun and he's like with this new guy that he doesn't yeah, know he he's from he's from New Jersey and he's like fuck this fuck this I'm gonna impose being a dickhead ride then, around with his yeah, martial Cheng is just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be an asshole because clearly my dad beats me up <laughs> that was my takeaway from Cheng I don't think you could beat up he Cheng because he's very evil. good at, uh, at Kung Fu yeah well, maybe he's maybe his dad is even better Sensei Lee, maybe we'll find that out in the Karate Kid two, two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That they, they won't make. <laughs> I do you reckon they were trying to? Do you reckon they were trying to set up a complete reboot of the franchise? Because they made money. It made a lot of money the first movie, but maybe they were trying to make like a set amount and didn't reach it. Maybe they just wanted to make. It seems weird one. to make one movie of a trilogy, like to remake one movie. I know it's the biggest one by far. Yeah, maybe they just wanted to make one because, from what I've just my small amount of research for Rotten Tomatoes, then <laughs> because the other two were not received very well, they if you do one, and think right, okay, it's time for a sequel. You either have to write your own story, which they very clearly didn't want to do for Karate Kid twenty ten. <laughs> they very clearly didn't want to spend the money on writing well, their own story. They didn't have to. It's a remake. But exactly, so that's why that's why you do a remake because the the script's already done for you. So they would have either had to do a remake of Karate Kid Two, which is apparently shit, not seen it, but it's apparently shit, or they'd have had to spend the money on writing a new story. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have wanted to do that. So I think it was just going to be one, 
one and done. And you don't, you can't blame them because it is a very once yeah. once the movie's over, you you don't. You, it's not like you go, ooh, there's loose ends. It's all tied up. You're like, oh, yeah, there are literally no. It's like loose the hero's ends. journey, isn't it? He's, he's he's conquered his enemies at the end. What else yeah. is? He's obviously got the girl. He's won the karate tournament. His enemy has gone. Oh, you're not so bad, and given him the trophy. That's it. And the he's got a new dad. Yeah, he's got a new dad. Yeah. Because the movie, like, it's very eighties. Rocky did it as well. Like uh, the movie just stops. freeze frame. As soon as as soon as the event has finished, as soon as Rocky's fight in a uh, Rocky one or or uh, the the karate tournament in uh, the the original one, it's just done. It just yeah. finishes. Freeze frames, fades to black. Done. Which is fine. Um, yeah, it, it's fine. It's it's great. And then the the remake does that. If I was Jaden Smith, I'd be really fucking pissed off. With the the shot that they chose to freeze on, um, I can't remember what it was. He's like, his eyes are closed, but they're like half closed, <laughs> um, and he's he's smiling, and it it he, he looks a little bit goofy in the freeze frame. You know, you could have you could have picked one frame earlier or one frame later, had exactly the same well, effect. Hit, and James hit Smith the exact runtime that they wanted, and they, they they couldn't change it. <laughs> they didn't want to change it. They were only allowed to add. 20 extra what, minutes what I did like in the remake 20 extra what minutes. I did like in the remake was the fact that they, you could see Dre applying his training so like that bell kick that high kick you saw him use in one of his rounds and I was like oh we, yeah. we saw him learn that that's really cool we saw him train that whereas you don't really see yeah. Dan do any of his wax he does a lot of rolls and blocks and stuff but you don't get that definite direct comparison that you see with, with Dre fighting well, I guess like we've already spoke about the wax on and wax off. Those, those are the blo- those yeah, are blocks, yeah. aren't they? Those are blocks for punches, which he does all the time. And the uh, what else is there that he's got? The sand the deck is one of his moves. Is that a block I for a kick so, or yeah. something? So he le- he learns all these basics, and then you know he's got he's he's got the other block for the kick, the one that that's coming from the ground up to his face, which is the paint the fence. Uh, he's got all those basic moves, and that's I guess. You do see him do that all the time. You just don't clock it because he's doing it. Yeah, you're like all great. He did a block. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Well done. He waxed on. He waxed on, and then he waxed <laughs> and off. He waxed on again several times in the same <laughs> fight. Um, the Cobra Kai um, disqualification thing or fighting dragons uh, disqualification happens again. Where like Master Lee and uh, Sensei Crease goes, uh, "I want you to take out his knee. I don't care if you get disqualified." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want it. What is it? I don't want him. I don't want him to win. What's he, he just say? wants someone from Cobra Kai to win. He doesn't necessarily want. Uh, he just doesn't want. It's it's the phrase that he says. It's that he, he wants to destroy him. He do, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to beat him. He wants to destroy him. That's what it, it is. Uh, I think they they both say something along those lines, which is why he sends the 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 less evil people, the less evil evil person in the semi final out yeah. to. To do that because I like how they, they, they look he, guilty he about it as well. The they're not, it shows that they're yeah. not really that evil because both of them they, they kick the shit out of his knee, and in in the in yeah. the '84 version, he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dan. I just I had to." Yeah. Like, but like you just get a bit of a guilty face off off uh, the guy in the remake. Yeah, there's the well the the point one of the morals of the Karate Kid, both of them, is that I think they both they both show it. They both say it. Sorry, Han and Miyagi is that they don't believe that there are bad children or there are bad students. Sorry, bad there teachers. are only bad teachers. Yeah. 
So those kids, da- uh, Johnny Cheng, aren't bad guys. They're not. They're not the bad guys. They they're good students in that they're doing exactly what they've been taught to do by a bad teacher. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I guess that's the the takeaway from that. But do you remember in the original one? There's that absolutely crazy Cobra Kai kid who has like proper psycho Like the ugliest one. And he's just giggling and laughing in the yeah, background yeah. every time Danny gets yeah. hurt. <laughs> like, fuck me. <laughs> he should be the bad I guy. I did actually notice that because he's, he, he's, like, he's quite like, he's the worst looking of them all. He looks a bit like, <laughs> like really yeah. bad. And they, they gave like an equivalent of him in, in the remake of this ugly little Chinese kid. And I was like, they didn't have to be that exact with the, with the casting. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. But, you know, take it easy on the guy. And then the, the the scene where he's uh, getting examined by the doctor, that's very similar. I think there's exact lines taken from the other. Anyway, he's like, "Would you think I would have won?" And he's like, "It doesn't matter if you would have won." He's like, "It yeah, does." Yeah. So like, if, if I, why do you need to go back out there? And he's like, "Because if I don't go back out there, then nothing's changed. I haven't overcome anything. The only difference is is that." They kind of take advantage of the whole mysticism of Japanese culture in the original, where he just kind of rubs his hand on his shoulder when he hurts himself earlier in the film, and then does the same on his leg. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, how'd you do that?" Whereas in the remake, they have that magic. Well, it's like ancient Chinese medicine with the, the fire, fire and the cups, it? and he, the he uses that on him instead. And it's more clear as to what yeah. the injury is as well, because Andre, you see this huge bruise above his knee, whereas for Daniel, you don't see it. You just think he's like shattered his kneecap or something yeah and still manages to yeah it doesn't really tell you what's what's wrong with him like you can fight with a bruise fair enough but i was like if it's broken his leg then he's not gonna win this at all yeah he's like fully bruised the muscle hasn't yeah but it's in only thing that annoyed me was in the in the remake when um they 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 tell everyone to the crowd oh dre can't fight and they're doing this big long speech where they're about to present the trophy and uh, Andre and Mr. Hanna in the in the locker room going, oh, but what if I can't fight? It's okay. It's like you're being too slow. Get the get the conversation out of the way because they're gonna declare Cheng the winner. <laughs> well, that was when they were like, oh shit, we need we're we're, we're adding twenty extra minutes to this film. Let's just let's just eat it out. Like Fifteen it or more not. seconds to go. Fourteen more seconds to go. <laughs> eat this out. Um, but the the the, 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 the fight. Did, did, my my point. Sorry. sorry. Uh, my point was going to be in um, the 2010 one, Dre, uh, Dre gets asked like why he wants to go out so bad and fight and finish the tournament. And he says, oh, because I don't want to be afraid anymore. Because he's scared walking around school. He's scared walking around his neighbourhood. He doesn't want to feel scared anymore. Does Dan say something like that? I don't think he says anything about fear. I, I, I don't quote me on it because I've not seen it for a couple of weeks. But it, it's it's a similar kind of sentiment. <laughs> it, it's not about it's not about win. The fact that he needs to achieve he needs to achieve what he set out to achieve. He does, it's not the fact that he wants to just win a trophy or you know kick yeah kick Johnny's ass. He just wants he to get to the end of his of his journey. Yeah, which, which both teachers understand yeah. and, and okay. help him out with. The, the last the last fight, I think um, between Dre and Cheng. You see Cheng developing respect for Dre over the course of the fight, and it's done much better. Yeah. It's a longer fight, which it should be. It's what the whole film is leading towards—is that fight. And in the remake, not that it's not that it's poorly executed, but it's very short, and it shouldn't have been that short. In in, in the original, like like short, the, the, the climax of the film is the fight between Johnny and Daniel, like as it should be, because that's what everything's leading towards. Yeah, um, it's not about. Um... 
the the quantity of fight though it's about no, the I know. I quality know of it if you can if you can get the same drama out of a two that. minute fight it's like i know we have different opinions on this and we're not doing a star wars episode but <laughs> uh the episode three anakin obi-wan fight goes on too fucking long no it, it should doesn't. have been like a two nope. three minute fight no. <laughs> it's the one the and best cram all the emotional the impact in, in that wars. No, it should have fucking finished when they leave the control room. No. Everything after that is shit. No, it's not. It is. But my point, again, we're not doing a Star Wars episode. I'm using it a comparison. Yet. In that we'll, we'll have this argument when we finish recording. My opinion on that is that it goes on too long and you lose the drama and you lose the emotional impact from that. Now, the 2010 fight isn't as dragged out and boring as the fight in episode three. Sorry brought it out again <laughs> Dan just put his finger up on me by the way um, no I didn't but yes, I and, and, I, and I'm not and I'm not necessarily saying that the fight at the end of 2010 is bad I'm just saying that just because it's a short fight in the original one doesn't mean it's any worse emotionally or dramatically that's in not fact, what I'm saying that's much not what I'm more saying. tightly bound in, 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 a, in its, its drama yeah, and I get that, but I'm not saying that because it's a longer scene, it's a better scene. I'm saying that you see, you see Cheng and you see Dre earn the respect of Cheng more yeah. clearly as that fight goes on because it has more room to breathe. Whereas I don't think you you very you see very little of Johnny's facial expressions during that that last fight. It's mainly just kind of focusing on, oh, oh who's going to get the next point? And it's tense, and you know you, you're hoping that Daniel wins, yeah. just as you are that Dre wins. It's just there's there's more. Um, character last minute character development in the remake in that fight for Cheng yes, because gives, jo- jo- Johnny Cheng has somewhere to go yeah whereas Johnny you think he's gonna you know throw a strop when he loses but he still goes oh you're alright LaRusso and ha- hands him mm-hmm. the uh, the trophy just like Cheng does you see a little bit more from from Johnny before the fight though so you see his sort of pained facial expressions when the sensei is telling him to sweep go out, the leg. And sweep the leg. You see that he's got these. Oh, I don't. I don't really want to do this. I don't really appreciate that we're fighting this way. You you do cut the sound of see that in his face before the fight. You're right that you don't see it in the fight. Sweep in the, fight, the leg was also something I didn't know was from this film. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, on. no, I know, and it's <laughs> it's one. I I was expecting to hear it in um, the remake, but they say break his leg, and I think that's on purpose. So I think yeah. it was another one of those things where it's like, oh, we're expecting him to say the line. He's going to say the line. And we'll say something similar to the line. It's like, oh, okay then. Well, that's where the script writer ran his money then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so you, within the fight, Johnny is very, I'm going to win this fight. Basically, I'm getting really angry. I'm going to win this fight. I'm going to do whatever I can. But that's because he's in the moment. But before, he's like, I don't really appreciate that we're fighting this way. And afterwards, when he's like, Fair play, Dan LaRusso. Fair play. You're all right. What does he say? You're all right, LaRusso. Yeah. And But you're right with Cheng. You do kind of see it. Like, he's got that evil, evil face until about 2-2, two, two, when they're 2-2, two, 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 when they're yeah. drawing. And, then and he's, he's like, like oh, he's shit, drawing with me on a, on a funky leg, and I'm, I'm just about holding my own. And he learned Kung Fu, like, 
a few months ago. Yeah. He's been doing it the whole life. He only learnt Kung Fu halfway through this film. And I've been doing it since the start of this film. <laughs> at least. This guy is good. He's good at parkour. He's good at Kung Fu. But then... At the, you He's moving see... in on my girl. <laughs> you see um, the fighting dragons, did you say they were called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you see them sort of... All of defect. them show... Yeah, they all defect. And that's the word I was fucking looking for in my, my notes. I, cu- I couldn't remember the word. Um, they were all... Showing Dan, not Dan, or showing Dre, um, and Mr. Han that that res- the respect, whereas you don't really see that from the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, well, they all go up to Mr. Han and start giving him the the, the fist into the hand and bowing, and yeah. Master Lee is fuming. He's like, "Where are my students? All defecting to Mr. Han." <laughs> it's almost <laughs> it's almost like they're showing me no mercy. <laughs> <gasps> the students have become the masters. But yeah, it ends in the same way. Freeze frame, end of tournament. I was expecting, not that I really wanted, but I was expecting the remake to have a kind of post-fight scene. Yeah, and then going, a bit extra, I was as well. did it, Dre, but I'm glad that they didn't. It's a more modern, not trope, I don't want to say, it's a more modern sort of um, addition, that, isn't it? Where you have People, that sort of, where yeah. you have like a kind of epilogue scene, like I guess. Like a debrief. A come down, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the 80s, it was like, we're done. Roll credits. Let's not waste any more. Why would we do anything else? Let's not waste literally any more film. (laughs) Literal (laughs) film. Yeah. That costs literal actual money. Karate Kid (laughs) 2. As opposed to these digital... As opposed to CDs. (laughs) Or however they work. They're saving them up. Yeah. I've I've never made a film. (laughs) CDs? (laughs) Blu-rays? I don't know. 2010? I don't, well, may, I, I may be wrong, but I don't. I've, I've never seen a camera that records. I've never made a film directly onto CD. A James Bond film when I was about fourteen. I did media and film at college, and I recorded on to tape. Yeah, it was a little cassette. Actual tape. Yeah, little cassette tapes. Oh, wow, and yeah. that was in and that was in nineteen seventy eight. That was in nineteen seventy eight, so we're not that far removed. The mm-hmm. um, one more thing I want to say because that's obviously everything in the movie. There's something I forgot to say that I, there was like a, a, a runner that went through all of the remake one where Dre couldn't work out what day to wear his uniform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought well, that was he, he rocks up in his uniform and on then, the first day, and the teacher's like, the... "Oh, we only wear uniforms on uniform day." Uh, and then, and then yeah. there's just a shot where they don't mention it, where everyone's in uniform and he isn't. I think it's when they on go the, on the, that in the Forbidden City. Field trip. That's the, the Forbidden, Forbidden City. City field trip. And then there's one day where they're all in uniform and Dre rocks up to me and goes, ah, we're in my uniform on uniform day. <laughs> like he's really proud of himself that yeah. he's got it right for once. That was a good uh, That was a good joke. It was, but it has, I don't think I spoke about my love for this scene enough. That scene about him remembering his uniform has fucking nothing on Dan wearing a the shower. shower. <laughs> like all this wax on and wax off shit. And sweep the leg. All right, so that survived the thirty odd years. Why? Do, why does no one talk about the shower thing? Why does no like, one go to Halloween? I, I know about as a wax shower? on and wax off. I know about. I know about what. I know. How, why does no one do that? I know about wax on and wax off. That's yep. That's from Karate Kid or the <laughs> the sweep the leg. But why did I have to watch the fucking film to find out about the shower? Because it's not that something is the you can. Best it's not, bit. It's not something you can say in conversation, is it? If someone, if I guess so. It's, not, like, oh, it's not a quote, is it? I don't, I don't know what to go as for Halloween. Why don't you go as a shower? You just look at them like they were fucking insane. Why would, <laughs> why would they go to Halloween as a shower? It's the absolute fucking best bit of the film. 
had me in I, stitches. I was expecting I something so like, a, uh, like a ghost or something. Because he goes, oh, you, you'd go. Yeah, and just in a sheet or something. And he goes, yeah. And I expected like a really naff costume. It's a full like shower curtain. And the thing is, he still managed to bring Ali into like the, the shower with him and hits on her while the game curtains are out of on them. game. Game in a <laughs> fake shower. Should we quickly... I know you've not watched it yet, but I want to quickly mention the fact that this has made me a fan of the franchise. Yeah. It's entrenched me as a fan. Um, and I started watching Cobra Kai last night. I've watched, I think, five or six episodes of it so far. It is just so watchable, and the the, the concept of it is amazing. It, it, Johnny is basically completely gone off the rails because he lost this fight in the first movie. Really? He just lives in this horrible apartment. Uh, Danny has... Um, just he's just dining out on the fact that he won this tournament. And he owns like really? a really successful car dealership, and like all of his billboards say, "We kick the competition." And then I was like, "Oh," and it's like it doesn't damage his character at all, which is I was worried about because I'd heard that it kind of makes him seem the villain and Johnny seem like the good guy. Okay, but it it just helps you see it from a different perspective. And there's so many kind of like the redo parts from the movie. Like when uh, Johnny moves into his new apartment in Cobra Kai, there's this new kid who comes up to him and introduces him like okay. like he does at the start. And he just goes, oh, great, more immigrants. And it's like, oh, <laughs> just snap, snaps you completely out of what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I do want to watch Cobra Kai. It's on my... Because uh, the, the episodes are quite short, aren't they? Only like, like 10 ha- minutes. Half, half an hour. hour. Tw- yeah, yeah. So it's nice bite-sized little episodes. And there's only, there's only 10 them. episodes per season, and I'm halfway through the first season, and I feel like I'm watching more of the first Karate Kid, and it, all the casts in it, it's, it's so good. For someone who had no attachment to that film until yeah a couple of weeks ago, and it's 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 got me ensnared. Yeah, well, because since Cobra Kai Season 3 came out on... On Netflix, everyone's been talking about it, haven't they? Mm. I think that, that was one of the reasons why we were like, Should we, let's do Karate Kid, because everyone's talking about Karate Kid at the moment, let's, let's do yeah. it. Um, but I had no inclination to watch Cobra Kai. I was like, yeah, okay, I get that people are enjoying it, fine, but I've not seen the Karate Kid. I don't care about yeah. the Karate Kid, Same. so I'm not going to watch it. it. It's amazing. that I, I love that it's an amazing show for people that want to watch it, but I'm just not arsed at all. But since watching Karate Kid 84, I'm like, I need to fucking watch this show you're welcome uh, Pete yes that, and you're welcome to myself because I also uh, picked this episode shall we discuss which one we preferred yeah Karate Kid 1984 or Karate Kid 2010 uh, I prefer Karate Kid 84 exclusively for the shower scene no that's not true <laughs> although the shower scene is a big part of my enjoyment no I, I just think it, it, it's it's so 84 for me is just so stylish um it's like it's like when you watch like an uh like a, a 90s action movie it's like when you watch speed or point break or something and it's like this is fucking cool <laughs> like this is how like this is a style from back in the day karate kids got exactly the same feeling for me it's just it's just owns its own style. Um, yeah. Dan's a really good main character that you he's really likable. You like him straight away. The soundtrack's fucking amazing. Very eighties. Soundtrack is good. Um, and it's it's yeah it's the shower. Fuck me. I just can't go on about it enough. But I will stop talking about it now. Um, it. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna stop now. Um, yeah, it's 84 for me, I think. I don't hate... 
I think I think I'm coming round to it. I don't hate Karate Kid 2010. I just don't think it's got anything on the original. I think I think the tone is very it's it's a bit bleak. Yeah, there's jokes and stuff, and there's funny moments and funny things happen, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a bit more dour. It's a bit more serious. Um, it's Twenty minutes longer, so the pacing's a bit a bit more stretched out before you actually get to the ending. Yeah. Um, but like Jaden Smith's really good. Jackie Chan's really good. The Jackie, female character Jackie Chan's performance, like better. I think that's probably the point. But Jackie Chan's performance gets better and better as the film goes on because he starts off as just like a closed off. I'm sad because I've yeah. got no family. I don't want to interact and then at with the end anyone. He becomes Jackie Chan. Yeah, and he's drawn out of his shell to eventually he becomes who we imagine Mr. Han used to be yeah. when he had a family because he's got a family again in Dre. Yeah, the, uh, so the female character Chan. as well in the female character in uh, 2010 gets more to do other than just being the love interest. Yeah, just being obst- an obstacle really, getting used by the the male characters. Really, she actually gets to do something. She has her own little subplot. But yeah, no, it's 1984 for me. Go on, what is, what's your opinion? I was going to say, when I finished... what I was like you, I, had, I wasn't not looking forward to watching it, but I had no really opinion on watching Crack. I just wanted to do it for the sake of the podcast. By the time the, the, the film was ended, I was like, this it was an amazing film. I really enjoyed watching this. And yeah. it, it made me feel like I'd missed out on watching other classic films that I've never got around to watching, like Breakfast at Tiffany's or um, When Harry Met Sally and... Um, Breakfast Club and movies like that, which I'll probably now get like, around. I've I've never seen like yeah stuff like that, and I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah. or, or anything like that. Anything like that, which I'm now probably going to add to my list. Um, I watched the 2010 one, um, and I think because I've watched part of it before, I was like, oh, it's going to be shit. I actually really surprisingly enjoyed it, and and the the view I had after I'd finished watching the remake was like whichever one I've watched last, I'm probably going to prefer. If you know so what you're I mean. telling me you prefer 2010? Well, no, that's the thing. <laughs> because, oh. <laughs> because, because it, like the next day, I was like, I watched the remake recently, and it, I was, I, I really liked it. I can't say I enjoyed it as much as the first one, but I don't think it was that far off. If Karate Kid 1984 was like a nine out of ten, I'd say that um, the 2010 one would probably be like a seven and a half. Like I don't think it's a bad film really? at all. It's just it's it's a point and a half off being mm. what it was. But then since watching Cobra Kai as a result as well, it's put me back into that mood of the original one. I've gone, yeah, the original one's better. Yeah, well, I if I was if I was to go off off your scale, if if I put Karate Kids eighty four as a nine out of ten, just for the sake of argument, I'd put the twenty ten version as kind of like five point five or a six. Really, like it's not a bad. Yeah, it's not a bad film at all, but it's just. Like, like you said, watching the first one, the original one, sorry, made you think, fuck, there are loads of other classic films that I need to now go out and watch because I didn't give a shit about 80s... Well, this is what my takeaway. I didn't give a shit about <laughs> 80s movies. You or are paraphrasing, about, but go on. I didn't give a shit about 80s movies, but now I need to go out and watch these classic films that I've missed out on. Karate Kid 2010 will not have made you feel like that. You will not have well, finished no, that and think, fuck be- me, there are so many films in 2010 that I've not seen. Because I, I will have seen a lot of them. Watch. I will have seen a lot of them or been aware of them. That's why. Mm. But it didn't have it didn't have the effect of like, shit, I need to now go and 
find other films that are like this. It made me want to watch Cobra Kai even more, if that helps. Or oh, Fighting Dragons, I... their spin-off. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? <laughs> Just Cheng, I fucking the camera for half an hour every episode. I googled uh, whether these happen in the same universe, the same can- canonical universe. I thought and they've that. said that it doesn't. No, it mustn't they've do. Said that it, they've said that it doesn't. There's a, there's a Jackie Chan verse, is what they called it. And the reason why, I, I don't think it's going to be a spoiler, but apparently they mentioned Jackie Chan in Cobra Kai Season 1 just as like a passing reference to Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. Which means that if Jackie Chan exists as an actor in Cobra Kai universe, he, can't be he in then the also one. can't exist as Han in the same universe. So I think the, the director or showrunner of Cobra Kai has been like, no, I, I, it's in its own parallel. I did kind thing. of consider so basically James maybe, maybe Smith isn't going to show up in Cobra Kai anytime I soon. Considered maybe that they were they were doing that when it, when it first started, the remake started. And I was like, maybe they're going to say that you know the same thing can happen to someone on the other side of the planet. But then the more it went on, it was it was too coincidental that everything would happen the same this long later. And I was like, yeah. no, this is this isn't in the same universe at all. Although the one weird crossover, the Karate is, Kid cinematic universe. The one weird crossover is is that obviously Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are producers on on the remake and James Lasseter who is apparently Will Smith's like business partner and like consultant from what I can make out uh Cobra Kai Will Smith produces really maybe and, he owns the rights and and Caleb Smith who is the his brother-in-law oh maybe but, Will but, Smith owns this the cinema the rights to, like, to it well, maybe, but if if that's not the case, what what made him think that, or what made the you know the creators of the show think, oh, we need to we need to we're gonna make a, a TV show which is like a sequel to the original Karate Kid. We'll get the producer from the remake of Karate Kid. That had the same <laughs> feel to it. It's just it's such a weird thing to decide to do. Do you not think? And then we'll write out his son as canon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll decanonize Jaden Smith. <laughs> Not that I imagine canon is something that particularly is important in something like the well, Cobra Kai no. cinematic universe. It's not exactly like a multiverse, is it? So it's well, I guess well, technically it is a bit of a multiverse. <laughs> I guess technically now it is. I'm certain I read the phrase on Wikipedia. I'm certain I read the phrase Jackie Chan verse. I'm positive. So there is. Um, small, some sort of it's a small universe though because like they didn't do anything else with it so what's the point in that well, not that I'm saying it should belong in, in the prime timeline or anything but <laughs> don't, don't give it its own but it definitely doesn't exist in the darkest timeline not in the darkest well we don't know Jackie, Jackie Chan's right, okay. character's right, family this is died it. pretty horrifically I've found it, it's not the Jackie Chan verse it's the Miyagi verse that they phrased it so in um on the Cobra Kai Wikipedia, it says characters from the original four films, uh, Karate Kid, Karate Kid 2, 3, and then the next Karate Kid, comprise that Miyagi-verse that shapes Cobra Kai. Thus, after the launch of season one... Uh, oh, I won't read too much more of that in case there's spoilies for you. Um, and you. And me, but I am just skimming it. So, So, from that... Elizabeth Shue, who you said isn't in Karate Kid that you've seen so far, could come back in it. But like, will um, 
Jackie Chan isn't going to be in it anytime soon, I imagine. It says here, so in a 2021 interview, this is what I read, uh, the writers noted that they will not be using characters from the 2010 remake as they are not part of the Miyagi-verse. I love that phrase. Uh, we've ruled out... Uh, we've ruled that out completely. Jackie Chan is mentioned in ser Series 1 of the show as a human. So I think in our world, Jackie Chan is an actor and a performer. If the characters on our show have seen the movie called The Karate Kid, then they've seen that one. What? Well, you can make on our you can show, make that seen you, a movie called You can Karate make that same Kid, argument that about um, Spider-Man in the MCU liking Star Wars and referencing Star Wars all the time, but then has never really cottoned on that Nick Fury looked exactly like Mace Windu. So that is a yeah. moot point. <laughs> anyway, we're we're in, we're in a babbling territory now. We should wrap up. Make sure I want to ask people to interact with us on social media because we get we get some traffic. But we want people to tell us whether they're liking the episodes or hating the episodes or whether we have annoying voices or anything like that. Get on. Don't, don't use my insecurities against me, Dan, while looking <laughs> at me. I was talking about me. <laughs> um, a challenge for everyone as well. If you go back and listen to the last episode, which was Batman the Killing Joke, there's something about the delivery... Available now wherever you consume your podcast. Indeed. If you go back, there's something off about the way I'm delivering my end of the conversation. Which I don't think anyone will get, but if anyone does get, and not people have already told, there's a few people I've told. If there's anyone who does get you it, you are excluded from this. You can you can choose what one of our episodes constitutes next year, what we compare or next season, even I should say, if it happens this year, with you know with limits, we'll decide whether or not. Yeah, only if we like. Only the if idea. we like the idea. So it's not, or if it doesn't involve me reading all of June or something. Yeah. So it's not a very good prize, but I'm just intrigued as to see whether anyone can tell. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we are at Tell Me Again Pod on Instagram and on Facebook, and we post some pretty sick memes to do with whatever episode's been out at the moment, and just are generally hilarious. So yeah, uh, Pete, next week, I think we've got a pretty good um, last three episodes. Yeah, we're going to hit the ground. Should running. we? Should we remind everyone of these last three episodes? Okay, so, so next uh, next week we've got The Witcher. Which we're comparing the first yes. short story in like a collection of Witcher short stories with the first episode on Netflix, which is apparently the yep. same, according to Peter yep. Jones. Having read and watched both, uh, yeah. So it's it's not we're not going through all of Witcher season one, um, and all of the material, all the book material that comprises Witcher series one. We're just going to do one of the short stories that's in one of the first the the first collection, comparing it to the. The adaptation of that story, which is uh, season one, episode one. Then we've got of the Witcher, Beauty and the Beast, live action versus animation, which I'm gonna. I like that one. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good idea. That'll be a good. One. And then the last one, which was our biggest episode last season, so we've put it as our finale. Uh, Who would have thought that people like Harry? Potter? You make that joke every time we bring it up. <laughs> you need, you need and it's still funny. You need a sample pad with just that on, so when, <laughs> when you press it, like on radio shows where it's like like farts and stuff, but that whole thing. Um, we're doing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with the movie, and probably the book. We know there's a game, but we're not really in a position to play a game together at the moment. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't really have a PS. I don't have a PS One. I do. Is it on PS One? It is, but you, I've got a PS Two. You can play on PS Two as well. But interesting, actually. That now, now that I've now that I've talked through it, the first game that I played on my PS Two in whatever Christmas that I got my PS Two was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the video game on the PS Two, and I remember 
freaking out at how cool it looked back in the day. And I remember having an absolute fucking nightmare trying to throw those gnomes over the garden fence. That, level, yeah. that was so that was hard. Anyway. anyway, yeah, no, it definitely won't be the game. So we'll see you next week for The Witcher, which I'm excited for because I've never watched any of it. I was looking for a reason to start watching it. I'm going to watch Cobra Kai in the meantime because it's fucking boss. Good evening, Pete. How should we exit the show? I don't know. I've not thought about it. We should think about these things before we record. Sing a line of an 80s song. Um, Highway to the danger zone.